0: Everyone and welcome back to another episode of High Minded with McCarter. I'm your host, McCarter. I'm super excited to have a three-time guest back with us, Tim McCormick. How you doing? Welcome again. Thanks for having me. I love having you on. You're probably one of my most knowledgeable guests. Oh, thank you. And so I just you I just have to have you. I'm like, <laughs> I don't care how many we do. People love your interviews. I love sending them to people. You're the reason why I buy and eat only organic. Oh,
1: awesome. Now, I think I said
0: that last time, but Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's just, it's so important. Um, I just love how you know that everything is connected. Like you're a chemist, you have that science and like data background, but then you also have the anecdotal evidence, which Mm -hmm. is just like, you have everything. Like, you just like, <laughs> we're putting it all together. So, yeah. what is new? Are you still oh doing your fertilizer company? What's um, going on? Yeah.
1: So, um, we actually kind of took a step back um, back in, I think it was July, August. Okay. Um, the market is all over the place. So, yes. um, you <laughs> know, our company, it, we've gone through in the, in the hydroponic industries, we've had two major bubble pops, oh. per se the first big one is 2022 and then we've had two or three since then 2023 2023 wow. so so what does of, that mean so really? um as all these new states open up so does business and the first kind of manufacturers like in the fertilizer soil world world the, the first manufacturers that are there kind of get all the new licenses and then everybody pops up everybody grows a crap ton of weed right oversaturate the market and then everybody starts clap everybody stops everybody everybody starts consolidating mm-hmm which is fine, except it, it when you're looking at reoccurring revenue and and sustainable revenue for a company, you can't have states have a bunch of business and then no business at all the next year. Right. So It's like um, very volatile. It's very volatile. And so what ends up happening is the price, everybody, tons of surplus, you know, price goes down. Price drops. Then yeah. the small guys, the people, the, the actually the boutique growers, <sighs> the people that actually care about it. The mom
0: and pops. The mom and
1: pops. They can't keep up with it. They, they can't, they, I mean, when you have, when you're so limited sad. to 75 lights and you're, you know, say half of those are coming down every single month and you get a, you're normally used to getting two to $3,000 a pound that can sustain a business. I mean, 35 lights, $2,000 a pound, you're going to get $70,000 a harvest. Wow. But when you, when, the, when the price starts dipping down really, really low to like five, hundred five hundred $500 a pound, shoot, sometimes a hundred dollars a pound, like in Oklahoma. Stop. I mean, these big MSOs are—they're cranking out hundred pounds every single month. They have no problem. They still can meet their overhead. They still can pay but their where's people. Where's the
0: quality control? I bet there's no quality. There's no control.
1: quality. They're all, they're all producing the same crop because right. they're using the same chemicals. Oh my so it God. produces the same flower. It's
0: like Monsanto all over it's, again. It's
1: it's, <laughs> uh, it's it's what happens when we don't regulate the industry properly. You know, and, and remind you. So are you
0: a proponent of a free market I, I or no? Absolutely. I love a free market.
1: <laughs> However. But we need some regulation. We, we need, you can't have it legal on the state level and have it illegal on the federal level. Yeah, it's a mess. No no banks will touch it. So you can't bank with anyone, which means you can't get loans for it. Venture capitalists won't touch it. So you can't get any startup capital. So it's oh all gosh. private equity. Yeah. So you have and to have cash so or you're fucked. The, the, exactly. The pool <laughs> is very slim. So what ends up, ha- what ends up happening is uh surplus price dropped low all the mom pa's boutique commercial grows started going under that hurt us as a nutrient company like crazy but well also it hurt so
0: were people not like buying as much nutrients from you or like couldn't afford your nutrients or what was it
1: It, it's people aren't they're selling their licenses they're not growing anymore. There's just anymore. not as many growers. Like yeah. the, the, the Growers the, are getting out of the market. Yes. So the and growers
0: that were buying your fertilizer are no longer even growing.
1: Yeah. Or even the people that are potential, potential customers for me to expand my market share to, I don't have the potential to even expand my market. Wow. So it, it kind of puts you in a, a catch-22 rock and hard place where it's like, do you continue just pouring money in here when you keep seeing each quarter – the the revenue go down and down and down and it's across the board. I mean, the largest hydroponic chain took a forty percent loss last year.
0: And is that Advanced Nutrients? No,
1: this is a. a, (laughs) I'm I'm not going to say the name because anybody who's who knows about the hydroponic industry knows the largest hydroponic chain. You know, they go around buying up everybody's stores. If I look and I so, could probably look it up and yeah, figure it out. Yeah, they're publici- I just always think of it being pu- they're a publicly traded company. Okay. So it's not too hard. I think if I think hard enough, I and, probably and know what so it, it is. So it ends up happening is, is so there's there's two two main avenues of where it really hurt my business. Mm-hmm. The first avenue is I don't have the growers, the population of growers anymore. Right. To hurt my to, to help my to help like, to keep my revenue. Alpen
0: stash. I, I know my brother gone. my
1: brother and Danny's company alpensash they they close their doors and i know and so you don't have the growers but the other side of this also is we as manufacturers fertilizer companies soil companies we rely on the retail stores Mm -hmm. the retail stores are like the barbershop for hydroponics like i'm gonna paint a scenario like you know you're a guy working the black market you have three grow houses that you rotate between you know you sell your your, you grow your weed sell your weed do whatever you you know black market underground stuff (laughs) And then, Illegal. and then so you start your day, you get up, you go to your first house, you go take care of everything. You water everything. You're like, shoot, I need this. I need that. You make a list and you're like, you, you, you finish what you're doing, but your other house doesn't turn on for like the next hour. So it's like, Oh, I have this list of things I need. I'm just going to run up to the hydro store and I'm going to go say hi to my buddies and yeah. go get the things I need. Right. So you stop in the hydro store, say hi to your dudes, see how they're doing, see other wives, see how their, how, how their grow doing, how their kids are doing. Yeah. And you go buy your stuff and you go to your next grow and you go do your thing. Right. Well, when the retail stores or medium to, to large retail stores got approached by large, this large corporate hydroponic chain, mm. they're like, hey, you want to sell your company? And all these re- independent retailers are like, hell yeah, I want to sell my company. Wow. So they started selling them left and right all across the nation to, the, to this this chain retailer. Wow. And what ended up happening is now we as manufacturers don't have the guys, the middle and, and big independent stores that kept our doors open. They yeah. kept our lights on.
0: So you're not working with this big retailer? No. See,
1: the big retailer went around and bought up everybody's medium to large independent hydro store and then consolidated it for a year. And then the next year, they had a company come in and decide what products they want to sell. Oh. Uh- so they just cleaned house and right. only selected the products that they can make the most money on. Yeah. that so have like their the best products. margins. Probably. Exactly. So, normally when you have these independent retailers, they carry all the latest greatest stuff. Yeah, you know that's where they get. They want to give
0: people selection exactly and options. But
1: when you get to the corporate world, it's these all Wall about Street the line. exactly, it's all about the the Wall Street bottom line, and so.
0: Wait, is this like, so you're talking about the actual like store. So like, isn't that one of those like way to grow? Like
1: way to grow is one of them. Oh, uh, okay. a, a chain. Yeah. Um
0: That's what I was, I, could, I was like, I had to switch. I was thinking at first, I thought yeah. you are talking about just like a nutrient company. No, then you're no, talking, no, 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 like chain stores. We're talking about retail chain that stores. Retails that offer hydroponics are, and nutrients and stuff Yeah. For the to brick and buy. mortar hydroponic
1: yeah. stores. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So now as a, as a, as a manufacturer, I either have to sell to the few chains that exist now, and then beg and plead to these this, this corporate entity to please carry my products. I probably along with the lose other SKUs. money
0: because they're gonna want to talk to you oh, yeah, about the margins yep. and be like, "Nope, we can only make this margin yep. work, so you have to drop your price by this." Mm-hmm. This is ex- okay. Sorry, so, no, no, you're yeah, fine. Yeah, this is like a Walmart <clears throat> thing.
1: Yeah, it is, and this is why this, this is why happened Walmart to all the local does. markets. Walmart killed all the local markets in the nineties because they set up these big giant supermarkets where you can get everything of their select brands. You can get it all, everything you need, A to Z and for your house at Walmart. And same thing happened here. And so as an independent manufacturer that doesn't go to, you know, big distributors that doesn't, I I don't, I don't associate with, with the large uh, conglomerates. I want, I want to work with the community. I want to work with the grassroots people. I want to work with the people that care about the crop. But when your cultivators can't keep up with the bills because they can't meet the, 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 the the price per pound is so low, they can't pay their bills with it. So you have cultivators going out of business and then you have stores that have just consolidated, consolidated, consolidated to a very handful group of people that now get to pick and choose what brands get sold inside the industry. So from the retail side to the, to the commercial side, commercial, commercial cultivation side, we've just, this industry has just taken a hit. Oh my i mean remember it makes this me is, want to cry like i a, want
0: to shed a tear i mean
1: it's it's sad because this used to be such a big community
0: yeah you know it's it, all been community based it, of like yeah. sharing strains sharing tips yep. of each other like I, to other caregivers yep. and stuff and it's mm-hmm. so sad to see this happen yes. and so
1: we had to take a step back it wasn't worth us constantly pouring into a market that is in that is so volatile yeah it's unstable so we took a step back we're trying to figure out where we want to go with it but i mean Another big issue that no one's really talking about, because every you know, everyone's like, "Oh, weed industry is doing great, right. fourteen billion dollar year industry inside the United States, blah blah." Colorado's right, two billion dollars a year annual income from cannabis. It's like that market can't be bad, and it's like there's so much to this equation that it, it if you don't look beyond the surface, you don't notice that there's an issue, right? You know, and so one of the biggest issues also that the, the organic growers have been facing. So it hasn't just been like uh, 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 market abrasiveness that's caused market volatility. That's caused the issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're looking at or organic growers, um, they're not passing heavy metal testing. Oh, wow. And now they're getting fined 35, $70,000 at a time and they have to burn their entire oh. crop. So they're being fined by the government Wait. because of these, are these, these heavy metal tests that Wait, are now being,
0: why aren't they passing the heavy metals test?
1: So there's a, Mostly because of arsenic and the organic inputs. So wow. when, when we use organic amendments, it's it's from the different mines throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Like you have a, 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 a rock phosphate mine, mine. You have a gypsum mine. Okay. You have a, They're getting those minerals. Exactly. Okay. And then you have also like the different composts and different worm castings where you keep putting organic matter on top and then the worms eat it or, you know, the, the bacteria breaks it down into like nice organic matter that you put in the soil. Mm-hmm. Well, when that happens, all the plant matter, oh. I mean, they're using tons of alfalfa. You know, they're using tons of cow manure, using tons of these, these large commodity items Mm -hmm. where they can't test every square inch of it. Right. So it's getting trapped up in the soil. And then these Mm -hmm. organic growers are using these organic soils and the plant that cannabis is so amazing. It's a bioaccumulator. Yeah. So it will take up the heavy metals if they're present. So the organic growers are under a lot more scrutiny than say the chemical growers are wow. because the chemical growers don't deal with organic matter. And arsenic is, arsenic is probably the biggest issue for organic growers. And it's all it's in every living organism has arsenic in it.
0: Wow. Cause it's like naturally it's, occurring, it's a, but like small amounts. Yeah.
1: Very trace amounts. Okay. And we have a limit of 0.2 part per million or 200 part per billion. Okay. And you know, a lot of anything with carbon in it pretty much has arsenic attached to it. So we have arsenic in our bodies like every day. Currently. Okay. Always. Didn't yep. know that. <laughs> yep. You're part arsenic. Just like you're part cyanide. Whoa. You know? And it's like Whoa. these these micro trace super rare metals and super rare molecules are, are still in part a part of the ecosystem and part of us. Yeah. So they're like, like a
0: necessary component. Like they can't just go away. Like right. we need them in some aspect. Yep. But
1: so Alpenstash uh had a bad batch of soil. They had a crop that popped pot for arsenic and cadmium. And the MED came by and told them to burn it all. And you're fined. I think it was $35,000. It's some crazy number. It's like five or six figures.
0: And they have no way of controlling it. No, they're, that. they're a
1: 70 light grow. Like, there's no way oh that God. they can even come back from it, let alone control it because they buy it from soil manufacturers. So... You know, I I know one, I'm not going to name any names. I hate doing that. There's no point in that. It doesn't make our industry any better for me to be like, oh, these people. Right. Yeah. Like, fuck these people. Yeah, no, it's not about that. We all need to try to be better together. I do know from experience working with these soil growers or these soil manufacturers that there's been four soils that I've seen pop hot for heavy metals and have ruined crops for people. Wow. I know one brand
0: can they sue I'm sorry no my parents are lawyers so I'm but always like the sue. here's the... sue the soil people I
1: mean here's the thing you but they can't... didn't know either how do you test every single bag of soil yeah oh how my do gosh. how do you make sure every single input say you're buying your normal amount of compost from your guy and every day you're 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 do it, buying it buying it buying it and automatically he switches sources it yeah. doesn't tell you I mean that's that's a real thing like it's just compost like, is compost right his, like, cow poop or something yeah. What what this goes in the nuts. cow comes out the cow, right? What goes yeah. in the chicken comes out the chicken. What goes in the worms come out the worms. So if you feed them products that have heavy metals in them or products that have contaminants, it's going to get laced up in the excrement. Oh, my gosh. In the byproduct. Crazy. And so to organic growers have to have organic matter. Yeah. If not, it's soil is growing. Because so- so- so soil is broken down into three different parts. You have the organic matter, the fiber, and the aeration. Okay. So fibers like peat moss. Okay. Coconut husk. Got it. Uh, aeration is like pumice perlite rocks oh, yes. lava rocks you know yeah like then you have vermiculite or, uh yeah that's a form of aeration. yeah okay. uh and then you have the organic matter which is like compost worm castings worm poop okay. bat poop um uh, chicken litter okay. you know and those that's the variable hydroponic growers oh, just use fiber and aeration they just use peat moss and perlite cocoa and perlite um, so there's no organic matter that has the heavy yeah, metals in there
0: because that's what i use that first combo you said to grow mushrooms uh-huh. is i use vermiculite yep. and coconut yep. substrate it's,
1: it's inert there's nothing that's going to be in it wow, you know this is so interesting and, and i mean they perlite still can have heavy metals in it because pumice pumice has can have heavy metals and okay. you know but both. like a
0: stone or like a rock yeah
1: exactly it's okay. a mineral um, but it's not Mineral. <laughs> it's not it's not ground down it's not pulverized into the point where the plant can have access to it okay, So it's usually not, yeah. chemical growers that use like rock wool cocoa peat um, only substrates they're fine I mean they have a their micronutrient blends are usually chemically made micronutrients so they don't have to worry about heavy metals but the organic growers what makes cannabis great is the organic matter inside the soil yeah. it makes the whole ecosystem work it makes the whole probiotic thing happen you know, it makes a whole ecosystem just having the organic matter in there. Yeah. And to put these arbitrary regulations, no wrong, all heavy metals are bad for us. But there's, we're taking produce uh, uh, law and produce um, uh, rules and regulation and applying it to cannabis. Even tobacco has their own rules and regulation. We're not uh, using produce regulation for tobacco because we understand tobacco, you smoke it. Right. You can't spray certain things different. on tobacco. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> and so... What ends up happening is these growers will spend, you know, five greenhouses, 400 outdoor plants and spend tons of money on the soil. And they'll get the soil analysis because, you know, the guy was making the batch of the soil. will be like, yep, here's my analysis. And you say, it's okay, it's clean. But at any point when you're growing throughout your years and he doesn't use the same material, you might have heavy metals in your flower. then you're going to it's going to get tested off the shelf. And the government's going to be like, oh, you have arsenic in your flower. Get rid of all of it. Burn all of it take it all off oh, the lovely. shelves and here's a, a five figure fine don't let it happen again
0: and that would I, that would ruin a business it's, it's ruining businesses How, I mean- i'm working
1: with uh, a soil the soil manufacturer that is is diligent mm-hmm. on making sure his levels don't pop and have he's luckily knock on wood not had any uh heavy metal tests uh, go negative on him i'm working with that soil manufacturer and two oh, uh cultivation God. licenses in south dakota right now See if we can put some type of hold on these regulations until we figure out what is the appropriate level of heavy metals in cannabis. Because yeah. appropriate levels of heavy metals in produce is different than tobacco and is different than cannabis.
0: Right, and no one's done the proper like research. No. So it's like, oh, we'll take this law and apply it exactly. Like, and We that's, don't really want to figure out exactly what it should and, be. And
1: that's why this this industry is is so tumultuous right now. Is because that mixed with market volatility, that mixed with all these regulations that we're just slapping on willy nilly, broad stroking it, not really having uh, any type of uh, substantial evidence as to why we're doing this. Okay. It's a big, it's a big issue. And,
0: and is every state adopting that same law?
1: Yep. Yeah. And they did, okay. of course they didn't do it right out of the gate. They let everybody get their licenses, let them start making revenue, let them go for two or three years, four oh years. Gosh. And then all of a sudden, oh, now we have this new regulation that now you have to follow our heavy metal testing. Wow. And it's it, it's kind of pulling the rug out from under people, yeah. you know, leading down the road and you just, and it turns yeah. into a dark alley and then they get stabbed. Yeah. <gasps> You know, it, it then they're dead. Yeah, then they're dead. And that's essentially what's happening to our organic cannabis growers. So the only people that can survive right now are the big MSOs that are using chemicals to grow the cannabis on the market. Oh my god. And these select few organic growers that understand what they're up against and know how to navigate the regulations.
0: And like are doing the due diligence with like the metal testing before mm-hmm. they get fucked. Yep.
1: Or yeah, and and they're working with specific manufacturers mm-hmm. and know have the manufacturers testing every single batch and giving them analysis and holding their hand with it.
0: Wow, this is just like so, so nuts. You're blowing my mind. Like I knew it was bad, but like yeah, it's, I didn't know it was this bad.
1: <laughs> as a manufacturer, a fertilizer manufacturer that's poured more money than I care to admit into this industry, <laughs> I mean, we had to take a step back, and we, I, I will will die on this hill that we literally have the best uh, technology, nutritive technology in the world. Wow. And if you don't have the customers, if you don't have the market to sell to, I mean. As, as much as you love your customers as much as you have a cult following, it isn't going to keep your doors open.
0: Wow. Even if like you can sell to every like market, like say you, you know, I don't know, have your own website. You're not reliant upon brick and mortar retailers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I don't know. You, you know, light a match on marketing. You go to MJ BizCon, like you get all these people that are growing throughout the nation that are using your nutrients, like, would yeah. that be sustainable? Do you think if you could get to that point, or like, is that if just you can not get to that possible? point,
1: you can get to that point? A lot of it comes back to, do you have the money? Yeah, to just bleed
0: once again. Yeah, you just need so if, much, money, like, to light a match on yeah. money for marketing. Yeah,
1: if, if yeah, I, I know companies in industry, fertilizer companies in industry, that blow one to three million dollars in marketing every year. Oh my god! Worry, they get the market share. They get they get the the share, but like. How do you keep up with that? If we're in an economic situation that we are, where no venture capitalists want to give money, private equity is hard to get money right now. Because that's, that's one of the things I'm doing right now for culture, just taking a step back and trying to see, like,
0: are you trying to get investors? Yeah,
1: yeah, trying trying to find different investment opportunities and
0: and you haven't had investment since no, it's yeah. all been bootstrapped. Okay, it's all like through our own, own our own group. Yeah, yeah, like you and culture, your family and people, the, like, the culture group. Nice. Uh huh. Um, so there's there's
1: four of us trying to put our heads together, to figure this out. Nice. But I mean, that's the thing. Like the economy, people don't want to give up money right now.
0: Oh my god, the economy is so bad. It's
1: it, the interest rates are freaking eight percent for houses right now. Like, um, we, we wouldn't haven't... have bought
0: this house unless my parents helped us. Sure, like, yeah, literally, and, we would not have been able to. And that
1: that's the kind of the kicker to all of this mm-hmm. is like, unless you have the ability to have resources, yeah, you can't survive right now, even in the cannabis market, let alone your own personal. Yeah. You know, life and and, uh, 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 your own personal business.
0: Yeah. I actually just saw like a stupid little meme this morning. Like, you know, it's like a headline, whatever, that Mm -hmm. you just like scroll through. And it was like, um, the like jarring headline was like, new study finds that um, to own a house like successfully in America, you need to be making at least 115 grand a year. Yep. To afford, like, a basic
1: home. Lowest, lowest... uh, And
0: I was like, what
1: the fuck? Lowest housing purchase since, uh, purchases since, like, 1950. Oh, my God. Like, the 40s and 50s. Like, we're, we're hitting a, a historic low on how people being able to purchase houses. Yeah. And so the economy is really bad. And, you know, that That being said, the cannabis industry is not insulated uh, from the economy. And, which is, which is crazy because, like, this plant by itself... Out of the top five value value crops in the United States, cannabis is number four.
0: Wow. Wait. What's above cannabis, like tobacco? No, not even tobacco. Not even tobacco? So you have corn. Uh, you have corn. Yes. Soy
1: at like tw- at twenty to twenty five billion a year. You have soy at eighteen <laughs> to twenty billion a year. You have wheat at I think fifteen to sixteen billion a year. And then cannabis. And then you have cannabis not- at fourteen to fifteen billion a year. What the- above cotton. <laughs> Which is eight to 10 billion a year. So you have, it's, it's, this crop is one of our top five valued crops in the United States.
0: I just like got like the chills. Like, what are we doing? We're fucking ourselves.
1: The crazy part about this is it's not even used for industrial purposes. Oh. This is just the weed market. This is just for recreation like consumption. It was yeah, $14 billion a year. Like this isn't even imagine like hemp or no,
0: people making stuff with hemp. No. Like,
1: yeah, this is no hemp industrialized hemp. In it. And oh. it's already $10 billion shorter than $10 billion short of number one.
0: So where, where do we go from here? Like well, how does Colorado survive? How do – because yeah. I feel like the other markets that are coming online now are mm-hmm. honestly maybe – Uh, like off to a better start because everyone's like leaving Colorado or like people are not coming here to buy weed anymore
1: yeah it's because it's everywhere and I think
0: our bridge customers are gone oh yeah well as Aaron Shaw would say
1: (laughs) (laughs) our um Colorado was founded on Colorado cannabis was founded on tourism it's the whole reason why Mm -hmm. all the companies are branded the way they are the way that this, the product selection is the way it is in Colorado, they didn't brand it for us locals. No. They branded yeah. it because of the tourist population that comes in for the summer and for, for especially the winter. Yeah. This bro. Yeah. On the slopes. <laughs> yep. And so that that's like the biggest, I, I would say, drawback to our recreation industry for cannabis is we don't have the local market to stabilize it. Right. And We're not even
0: focused on the local people community. Are, yeah,
1: they're not even focused on That's why they're not focused on quality. Because the locals wow. want quality because they go day in, day out to the yes. place. The tourists don't. Tourists are grabbing a, a pre-roll and going up to the mountains. Right. They don't care. And they're like, sell. give me
0: that hot Zaza with the best new strain Absolutely. and a 30% THC. Yep. They don't care no. that it was if and it was grown organically it's or with chemicals. made
1: a very tumultuous industry in Colorado. One that isn't very, uh, it, it, I don't think it's sustainable. Yeah. I think it's it, it's it's subjective to a bunch of bubbles popping. You're going to hit a wave and it's going to pop. And then other <laughs> states are going to pop up and then you're going to lose your tourist crowd. And then all your locals are going to get pissed off. And then we don't have any way. And then your, your small boutique growers can't survive amongst the the volatility of the market because it's yeah. all dialed towards tourism. Yeah. So it's like, what do you do as a, a for a crop? Like corn stabilized because we use corn for food. We use corn for additives. We use corn for... Uh, biofuel, you know, mm-hmm. soybean, we use it for, again, food, we use it for biofuel. We use it for, um, uh, you know, animal feed, uh, wheat, wheat always has a market because it has to feed the people, mm-hmm. right? Cannabis is solely predicated right now on recreational use, but it blows my mind because this plant is so amazing that in the industrialized hemp has more uses than corn, soy, we and cotton combined. Yes. It can do everything those four can do. It can do by itself. Hemp <sighs> is the most amazing plant as far as the bioeconomy goes. And as far as feedstock goes for producing all of our our, our commodity products in the wow. United States. Um, I mean, you're talking over 20,000 uses for hemp. And, and mind you, we're at $14 billion and we haven't even industrialized it. Right. Corn is only 25 billion because it's been industrialized for 70 80 almost 100 years now
0: right and how much of the united states is you know fields that grow yeah corn and seed. imagine
1: once we start using uh, uh hemp for textiles imagine when we start using hemp for biofuel using hemp for food additives
0: hempcrete my hempcrete. favorite to build houses I mean,
1: you're looking at i don't you're looking at the the stock itself has the fine textile market? So your shoes, your shirts, yeah, uh, your clothing. I've really started
0: to buy a lot of um, like underwear and shirts that yeah. are cotton hemp blend yep. because hemp is already so antibacterial. Yeah, and has so I've yep. I'm I already you know try so, to get the word out.
1: It's, it's amazing because it's more more has uh has more dexterity. Oh, okay. than any other fiber. Wow, it's the toughest fiber in the world. Wow, hemp is, and you can use it for fine textiles and over time when you wash it 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 gets gets softer softer. right yes (laughs) and cotton only lasts about 10 years hemp can last 30 years hemp doesn't stretch what are
0: we doing
1: (laughs) the the fabric from hemp doesn't stretch so that's why we used it for sails and ropes for as long as we did you know how easy is cotton to stretch yeah you stretch it and it's ruined yeah with temp though you can make it taut and it does not it doesn't flex wow it will stay the same shape when it's tight as it as it does loose then you, you go into like the colorization, like, you know, hemp fiber actually blocks UV rays. Yeah, actually, actually protects your skin from UV because it can block UV rays, which why when you dye hemp, the color lasts longer because it protects from the UV radiation, breaking down the color in the fabric.
0: You are just blowing my mind. I, 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 like, why aren't we all dressed in hemp I if know. it can block you. It's, it, it's
1: the it's the longest industrialized crop in existence. We oh, have. my God. China has been using it for tens of thousands of years. I mean, we have records of it 5,000 years ago. I, so
0: why did we like, you know, make this plant this way that we don't use it?
1: And- I don't know. Like, it
0: was all back in, you know, the 70s, I feel like. But you
1: have, like, it it, it baffles me because in the 1940s, you had victory for hemp. You know, we were making hemp ropes and hemp ships and everything we used for war was hemp based. So we were growing tons of hemp back in the 1940s.
0: Wow, and like, but then the like war on drugs yeah, started, and
1: that was a at the beginning. Get the lumber industry and cotton industry because that's the thing you can oh, use. Yeah, and they were hemp... like,
0: we need to destroy hemp because they're going to put us out of business. Yeah,
1: it's a competition, right? So
0: then it all became about like lobbying against yep. cannabis and hemp, right? Yep,
1: and that's okay. why you don't see a, that's why marijuana became a racial term. Yeah, is because they wanted to lobby against it in a in an industrial way. Yeah, because they wanted their lumber mills, they wanted their Gosh. their trees to be cut down, they wanted you know their petroleum to be mined. And, and the cool thing about hemp is like you can make fine textiles, beautiful so- clothing, right? You could also use industrial textiles, you know, paper,
0: yeah,
1: uh, 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 sails, ropes, uh, netting. Oh um, then you get into like building materials like you talked about with hempcrete, yeah. you know, how it absorbs CO2 over time, how it prevents settling. It actually becomes harder over time. And
0: it's fire retardant. It's, it's
1: fire retardant. You know, then you get into the insulation aspect of it. You can use hemp fiber for insulation. Then you can use hemp fiber for bioplastics. You know, you can make single, my my big kick right now is single use plastics. Like why are we not taking hemp and making hemp cups, hemp forks, hemp knives, hemp plates, and all the single use plastic use bioplastic that breaks down within 85 days in a landfill.
0: Wait, can this be our new company?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. How do we do? How do we do this? Like, see, and, and the the biggest thing when it comes to, and I can keep going down the list of oh all the my hemp God. resources. God, my the, jaw is just like. The biggest thing about it is, it's not about you know we've been industrializing hemp throughout the world for hundreds, if not thousands, of years. Why isn't the United States? So it, and when you get down to it, it's like, why aren't we doing this? And it's like, well, we know we can. So I guess the biggest question is like, do we have a reason to, because if we don't have a reason to, if we don't, if you have all these, these guys with big bags of money sitting on the outside being like, yeah, we can switch everything to him, but is it worth my time? How do I know the market's going to be stable on me? How do I, how do I create a market that isn't there? No one wants to be the first mover. Everybody wants to be second, third, and fourth, because they know that if one person does it, that means it's safe to do it. Right.
0: Yeah. But no one wants to be the first
1: one. No one wants to be the first mover. So it's about what reason do we have to industrialize a hemp? To and, save the planet. And to save the planet. Obviously. And so textile, <laughs> all the all the textiles, the stalks are all byproducts technically. The most oh. valuable part of the hemp plant is actually the hemp seed. Mm. The seed itself is loaded with protein. It's got your mm-hmm. omega 3s and omega sixes. It's yeah. got, yeah, it's one of the only plants on earth, just like soy, that has a what we call complete protein wow. it has all nine essential amino acids That's crazy. so you don't have to have five different plants to make up your your complete amino acid profile wow. so it has one of the the only complete proteins on top of that this is crazy you hear a lot about soy protein and and, and using that as food additives and tofu and all that type of stuff yeah rightfully so soybeans have 36 percent protein in the seed in the wow. bean but hemp seed has like 31 and percent protein in the hemp seed wow the hemp cakes skipped to 40% protein. So like protein like hemp the hemp protein itself is a great protein alternative to meats. It's a great protein, even alternative to like the soy protein and people don't want to eat soy because soy has a, a, yeah. a, a, a group of compounds called isoflavones.
0: And aren't a lot of people like becoming allergic to soy? Yeah,
1: uh, I don't something? know if it's specifically soy. I know there's a big there's a big push that people don't like because it has estrogen based molecules oh. in it and it can trigger the the So the, it's like the hormones, hormone. Yeah, it can trigger so- hormone activity in, in your body. Um, it doesn't get absorbed oh. very easily. It's a very, very minor percent. And inside, you're only looking at like 0.1 milligram per kilogram of soy protein is the isoflavones, the estrogen-based molecules, but people are still hesitant to it. So hemp protein is a great alternative to soy protein wow. on the market. Um, when you compare it to like wheat, when you compare it to like bread, I mean, it has 35% more protein in hemp flour than wheat flour. Oh my God. It has 57% more caloric content. In hemp seed than in the the whole wheat germ like the the wheat grain. Oh my god! So this is crazy! It, it, it has so many awesome dietary and like health benefits just by consuming the hemp seed. And on top of that, if you extract the hemp seed oil, I mean it's great for your face. You can make biodiesel fuel out of hemp seed oil. Wow! It's it's it has all Could your you omega. Could you run a car? On- yes, the first car Henry Ford ever made it was actually made from hemp plastics. What? And and, and hemp fuel. He ran it on hemp seed biodiesel
0: why did it change
1: Uh, you you have uh, petroleum is a very lucrative industry
0: fucking henry ford you should have stuck with (laughs) him oh my god this is literally insane so so, i
1: mean then you get to like the industrial aspects of like the seed oil and what the seed oil can do i mean how many solvents and paints and chemicals and and all these different additives do we have to make the paint on your walls and how toxic is it you know yeah How, how how corrosive is some of these solvents that we're using to like around your house to take uh grease off your pans, you yeah. know, um, hemp seed oil is so amazing that it it, it ha- can act as a solvent. It can act as your omega three and your omega six blend to keep you healthy. Wow. It can act as paint. It can be, it's, it's, it's a great additive. So like the seed of the hemp plant is the most remarkable part of the hemp plant. And all of it's remarkable. Wow. Like through and through every part of the hemp plant is, is completely remarkable. I mean, down to the root systems, uh, these plant hemp plants can grow 12 14 16 feet tall oh these long long stalk fibers like they become
0: trees they become
1: trees very thin narrow trees kind of like a bamboo miniature yeah. tree right but the taproot the roots on the the plant will go down as, as far as the plant is tall wow. so if it goes up 16 feet the root will go down 16 feet but the beautiful part about the hemp plant so corn once you you farm it over and over and over again it 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 consumes the soil. It it break it 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 leaves it it barren afterwards. Yes, it depletes the soil a lot. Wow. With hemp though, hemp actually goes down to the bottom of the soil, at the bottom of the earth, and pulls nutrients and minerals from the bottom of the subsoil up to the surface of the soil. So it actually remineralizes the soil. So you can what we call a double crop system, where you grow corn one year, and then during the winter you can plant winter wheat, or you could plant hemp in the warm zones. And hemp will grow throughout the, the the winter into the spring and pull up all the nutrients from the bottom and remineralize your soil for you to plant your crop next. This is crazy. It's, it's an amazing uh, bioremediation plant. I mean, think of Chernobyl. They planted hemp all around Chernobyl because it will absorb all the uranium and all the plutonium and, and, and convert it into a non-harmful substance. For, for nature to finish breaking down further.
0: Wait, so currently, like at Chernobyl, there's like a bunch of.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. After Chernobyl happened, they started planting a bunch of hemp around there to help remediate the so land they, faster. Like,
0: people know about this knowledge. We're just not using it as we I mean, we should. the
1: world has been growing hemp for so long. The first law we had actually for colonists in, uh, in, in North America when, when in the 1600s we came over here, 1671 in Virginia, the first law was like, if you have property, you must grow hemp because it's such a valuable resource like i'm not oh. talking like as valuable as petroleum is and we call it a bio resource wow. and there's a big movement right now to support the bio economy in the united states because mm-hmm. every state has its own lucrative uh crop mm-hmm. that grows in that region yeah and if you just know understand what the components of that crop is you can harness that crop into its own components into its individual components what oh. makes it it's like taking like the soybean uh, for example, Louisiana is huge in soybeans, right? It's our second uh, largest uh, traded commodity is, is soybeans from Louisiana. Wow. So having the ability to go down there, take the, grow soybeans down there, take their soybeans, render it into protein powder, okay. and then you have the protein powder, you have the soybean oil, and you have the shells that you could then feed the livestock. Wow! So, so you like have
0: every part is being used exactly,
1: and the. When you, every crop has its own version of that, corn has its own version of that, wheat mm-hmm. has its own version of that. Like you can extract the protein out of corn, yeah. the protein out of wheat, you know. Yeah. But when you get to hemp, hemp's the most versatile crop as far as feedstock and and bioresources go, because wow. we have all these offshoots we can create it for textiles, fuel. Food additives, chemicals, solvents, you name it, you know?
0: Like nothing is wasted and humans are, and the earth is benefiting. Exactly.
1: And my my favorite part about this is when you compare it to trees, because we kill trees by the billions every single year. Over 4 billion trees are cut down every single year. That's over 2.5 million trees are cut down a day.
0: There goes all our oxygen.
1: (laughs) So that's the thing, though, right? Like it takes these trees 20 to 50 years to absorb not even uh, hemp can absorb four times more CO two than trees can per acre. What? Four times more, and we can crop hemp out every four to six months, so we can get a rotation of every you can you can you can crop. So every acre of hemp will absorb ten tons of CO two.
0: Whoa! What?
1: <laughs> and and trees. Are being cut down left and right, but we can produce four times as much as paper, four times as much paper from hemp,
0: I than understand. we can
1: than we can from from trees because hemp is eighty five percent cellulose. Yeah, trees are thirty percent cellulose, and that's it's the almost three times as much cellulose. We're like using and cellulose is the fabric. Okay, Fa- cellulose is the paper. Okay, cellulose is all of these all the fiber fabric uh, uh, byproducts. Mm-hmm. Are, are from the cellulose of the plant the more okay. cellulose you have the more paper you can harvest the more okay. cellulose you have i mean you compare it to cotton and hemp is is it can produce it it absorbs 1.6 tons of, CO, of co2 per um per acre of cotton cool. or, or per acre cotton itself requires two to four tons of co2 to be emitted oh to farm God. cotton so you're looking at a 1. 1.6 1, 1. 6 deficit compared to 2.4 tons. You know, wow. it absorbs, you have to use emissions to yeah. farm the cotton itself. And, you know, tr- trees take 20, to 50 years in order to get the cellulose from them. Right,
0: to get big takes, and usable. It
1: takes four months for hemp. And you can do that in Southern states four times a year. Oh my God. So what you can produce with 16 acres of trees you can produce with one acre four times a year with hemp. There's what no the reason. Fuck? My point is, there's no reason to be cutting down trees to get the cellulose content. When yeah. We have a crop, an industrialized crop that isn't even industrialized and has over half of the value as corn does in the United States oh that can su- replace trees and emit more oxygen than trees and absorb more CO2 per, per, per space of trees.
0: So why why hasn't America adopted this? Like why is it take is it all just money like well, well, lobbying capital and all the different industries that don't? That's wanna... how it started.
1: Okay. That's how it started. It started with lobbying groups from cotton, tobacco, lumber industry. Mm-hmm. But that's that was a long time ago. So, you know, you have to ask yourself, why like like now? Like the 60s and se- yeah, 70s? Yeah, totally. Like okay. the 40s and the marijuana tax stamp back in 1937. Okay. All the way up to scheduling uh, cannabis, including hemp on the Schedule 1 substance. And now we don't have the commodity anymore. But like I said, it now we get to the point of like, why isn't it being done right now? Like, we all know that's bullshit. Yeah. We all know that there is better alternatives to using trees, to using cotton. How come we don't? And now it comes down to, like I said, everybody standing around not wanting to be the first mover. Because I mean, we're wow. we, we don't have the technology to get where we want to go with this. Yeah, I mean, we we don't have the ability. Well, these patents are hundreds of years old. Wow. We don't have the technology. Like think about modern technology now. I mean, I can. I we can strip out pure nitrogen out of the soybean and use it as fertilizer, like like oh. that with with machinery. We couldn't do that thirty years ago. Yeah. So why are we? Why? Why do we not have modern day technology in order to industrialize hemp? Mm-hmm. So I think now the biggest the, the biggest uh, roadblock we have is just developing the proper technology okay. to decorticate, which is the w- once uh, you harvest the hemp plant and you have the stalks, mm-hmm. um, there's two layers of fabric to the, or there's two layers of fiber to the stalk. You have the the basque fiber. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it's the long hardy fiber that we make like textiles out of okay and then you have the herd which is like the pith which is like the in-between yes um so it you know
0: i'm picturing it myself like when i like crack my like because i just popped one or you know pulled Uh my one plant yeah so then it's like when i break the like stalk you have like those really straight like long stringy Mm -hmm. things that you cannot break like are impossible to break yep
1: oh yeah so
0: interesting and so
1: those are called bast fibers bast fibers Uh uh-huh And herd is when you you know you break it apart, you have all the little ones that chip off. Yeah. That that's the herd fiber. Wow. And um so when we're going through and and harvesting that, we're separating the two. I mean you're creating two more commodities, two more resources. Wow. You know? So it's not just you're pulling cellulose from this plant, you're pulling two different resources that we then can use as feedstock for textiles for other things. Um so it's, it's so
0: animals can eat and survive off of like hemp stock.
1: Yeah, 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 I mean, okay. yeah. and, and Just he- to confirm. And, well, and the, it's mostly <laughs> the hemp seed. The hemp seed are the most nutritive part. So
0: it's mainly the seed and the stalk. Like, mm-hmm. Or do they eat the flower too? Uh,
1: they eat the flower, Animals. they eat the seed stalk, they eat the stalk itself. So it's it a very all. nutritive plant. Wow. Yeah, because okay. it's a bioaccumulator, it sucks up all the nutrients out of the soil and, and puts it within the, the stalk and the leaves and the, wow. the flower and the seed. But the biggest, honestly, the, the biggest pest when it comes to growing hemp seed is once the seed, what we call, starts to shatter, it's when the seed, the, the, the bract that holds the seed, it starts to split and you yeah. can see the seed inside of yes, it. Yes. Yes. Um, once you get to that point, all the birds and all the deer know exactly what's going on. So they're going to try to eat it. Oh yeah. Them, oh, right? yeah totally. That's they're looking the, the, for the biggest seeds. It's like- yep. It's because it's so nutritive, nutritive. Wow. And you can use it. And it's, like I said, it's one of the most fascinating plants. It's, it's, it, if you take the idea of like a $14 billion industry, just from recreation cannabis. And you pair that with the idea of industrialized hemp, you're looking at a, a crop that's over thirty billion dollars in value. That's our number one crop. We number one valued crop we would have in the United States if we industrialize it. Wow. So really, it comes down to the machinery yeah. and ma- being able to to advance our machinery to actually process hemp because mm-hmm. grain. So like uh, when you're picking a hemp seed off the crop, you can take a grain harvester like we do for like wheat mm-hmm. and go harvest it. But the thing is because it's so fibrous, it wraps around the combines and <laughs> screws up the technology. Amazing. It, and then these are, these are 400,
0: 500, 800. Like no bitch. Yeah. Like, I'm going to stop your ass. It's, it's the
1: toughest, toughest fiber we have in the world. And we don't have oh even the harvesters, these grain harvesters these are $600,000 pieces of equipment. They don't want their blades and and the the chopping no. mechanism yeah. getting getting screwed up in these yeah, machines. Yeah, because that'll
0: cost them like so much money to fix. And then
1: then they can't if they're behind on harvest. Oh my god! And then they have to wait. Then the weather's coming, and now you're beating trying to beat Mother Nature. You need equipment right. that is that, works that is modern <laughs> that works the way it should work on this crop. Yeah. And we do it for soy. We do it for corn. We do it for every other crop we have. Right. We have orange harvesters for trees that wrap around the tree sling out a net
0: we didn't shake and, it and it shakes I've seen the tree this. yeah i've seen this i was like what the fuck? how what?
1: do we have that type of innovative <laughs> yes. solutions for oranges I'm and fruit trees seen
0: a video of this on instagram
1: but we can't decorticate hemp wow one of the oldest processes because yeah. the old process you probably see the the videos of the old farmer with the hemp and he has like the wooden it looks like a um uh, a wooden hacksaw almost Mm -hmm. you know yeah and but it's just it's a it's it's two slots of wood a gap and or that gap is another piece of wood so it just breaks it wow and breaks it apart and he can separate the herd from the bast fiber and then use that fiber wrap it up in in like one ton bales yeah and send it off to textile companies or send it off to wherever but But you can't have no old guy is going to be in this modern industrialized hemp facility breaking apart decorticating plant so we don't have the technology, then that's the first. I think that's the first move is making sure we can have the technology to industrialize hemp. Mm-hmm. Then someone else has to have enough balls to be like, no, this is something we need as an industry. I'm going to double down on hemp, yeah. and I'm going to I'm, I'm going to push it forward, and industrialize it. So I think the next big move for cannabis that's so, going to save the cannabis industry is the industrialized hemp part yeah. of cannabis. It's the it's the sister to recreation cannabis. Yeah. There's no reason why we shouldn't be. Yeah, you know, totally. I mean, you can make I fucking. Corn has like 35 potential energy molecules for ethanol. Hemp has 530 potential energy molecules for ethanol. Oh God, when you put it's, these
0: numbers next to each other, it's, it's just like, what the insane. fuck? It's insane. We've yeah. been doing
1: it the hard way this entire time. And, literally and,
0: we need to work smarter not
1: harder this is why it's so important to normalize cannabis yes this is why it's so that's important to des- desensitize people to the word hemp to the to the word cannabis to the even the word marijuana like it's all the same plant like the only difference between hemp that is used for industrial purposes and hemp that's used for, or, or cannabis that's used for recreation purposes is it's the same cannabis plant one variety produces THC mm-hmm. and the other v- variety does not produce THC in high amounts. Yeah. One pr- some varieties produce high amounts of CBD. You know? Yeah. It's all the same freaking plant.
0: When I like explain that, when people like don't know yeah. that hemp and cannabis are the same plant. They're... And you're just like, yeah, no, it all depends on the strain and the variety. Like,
1: <laughs> Yep. I mean, some, some cannabis plants do not produce THC. Some cannabis pr- pr- wow. plants don't even produce CBD. Wow. So, what
0: are they producing
1: then? Uh, it, it, so, the primary metabolite of, of the plant is cellulose. Okay. So its, its whole point is to grow wow. tissue, to grow stalks, so to grow leaves. So,
0: it's not focused on like the terpenes and cannabinoids No, the, the like, are Those on? are called secondary
1: metabolites. Wow. Are called the terpenes, the cannabinoids, okay. those types of um, uh, molecules. The plant's primary purpose is to grow cellulose. Yeah. So, that's it's why like, it's we're perfect. growing, man. We're just that's, that's why it's perfect for fiber. Yeah. That's why it's perfect for cellulosic ethanol cuz you can convert the cellulose wow. into ethanol which can be used for food for fuel. Oh That's why it it's 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 been used for fabric and textile for I mean it, the Roman ages, the, the the Greek, I mean, so yeah. many different ancient the fact that China, civilizations.
0: China is like u- using it currently mm-hmm. and I also just read that um, China officially has a some type of turkey tail Mushroom. I don't know if it's like pills or whatever, but it's some type of like medication that's actually an official cancer-approved hmm. medication. Well, is I mean the turkey tail mushroom in China? And I'm like, why is China doing everything we should be doing? Like,
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it, they have a uh, um. There five ancient grains, and so they they stick to their traditional principles. Is you know, hemp
0: one of the five? Um,
1: I, don't if, I don't know. I don't know hemp is. I know uh, soy is. Oh, okay. But no, hemp's been in, in their pharma, their uh, pharma encyclopedia for over five thousand years. Oh my gosh! It's, it's used for therapeutic thera- therapeutic properties. I they're mean, that so ahead. the the Chinese are the ones who figured out that you can use the roots of the hemp plant and make a a a tea or a, a topical salve out of it, and it actually has anti arthritis properties. Whoa! It has anti inflammatory properties.
0: So you don't even need like to extract the flower. No,
1: it's in the roots. What the f- Oh, yeah. No, there's this a whole bunch. See, we, we know about the cannabinoids. There are 85 different molecules. And the terpenes, which are about 300 different molecules. You have so many different type of other cannabinoids and other biological molecules inside the plant. Wow, that we like, in, haven't in even re-system. discovered. Yeah. I mean, think about it. If I just take the leaves off a plant and I do like a, a butane extraction on it, I'm not going to get i'm gonna get a whole different slew of molecules compared yeah. if i take the flower yeah and extract the, the flower so true. every part of the plant has a different chemical arrangement so you can pull different molecules out of the different parts of the plant and actually yeah it doesn't get you high but yeah. it's therapeutic
0: right it'll have other medicinal benefits you know
1: and so wow. that's like the the biggest the 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 biggest hurdle when it comes to this is one desensitizing people to the word cannabis and marijuana. Cause it's not just for drugs. Yeah. It's not just people getting high. Literally. The, the second step is making sure we have the equipment to industrialize this crop. And the third step is incorporate the, the cannabis farmers, the cannabis growers into the industrialization process yeah. of growing and producing and extracting and processing and, and creating the the commodities for it. And I feel like it's such a big, uh, a, a giant void that's missing. In this whole cannabis picture, is the industrialization properties to it. I mean, corn can only give you so much, soybeans can only give you so much, cotton can only give you you fabric and textiles, (laughs) and, and wheat can only give you really food. Yeah. But when you have a plant like hemp that can do textiles, industrialization, and food, and fuel—it's
0: like a fucking game changer. It's it like, is. what are we waiting for? It like, is,
1: and like, what is anyone waiting everybody's for? Everybody's just scared to be the first mover because there's no industry. Because we—if <sighs> we... I had
0: money, I would be the first <laughs> fucking mover. Okay, if anyone wants to give me money, you I'll know, do it. And it's—it's
1: and it's, you know, it is a, uh um a—it's it's a project people are working on right now. Oh believe God. it or not, people in Texas and people in the southern part of the United States, where they have the land, they have the resources. They like I said they have the bio resources yeah. down there, because um, in New York you're not going to grow hemp. I mean, you are. You're only going to grow it for four months out of the year, right. six months out of the year. But when you go down south, you can do double cropping. You can do back to back crops with it. You can do you know you can get two or three crops out of a year because of the warm climate. Yeah. So it's people smart people are pu- starting to put their head together on trying to figure out how do we industrialize this crop and add it to our our supply of of commodities. of bioresources because it's a huge bioresource for the united states yeah and the point where like they gutted us they being the government gutted us and sent all of our manufacturing over to china and mexico this is a huge opportunity for the united states Right. To really put manufacturing back in the United States with our yes. bio resources using, and using local resources this will create jobs. To, to create local <laughs> products that we can then use for a cheaper price than importing everything from fucking China.
0: Yeah. And it will improve our economy. Yeah. We'll give people jobs with literally, oh my God, just help with everything. It I mean, makes it, me so it, sad. It
1: will rejuvenate the earth. Yes. Farmers will start rotating it with their corn and soybeans and start re- remineralizing and rejuvenating the earth. Stop using all the freaking pesticides. That's the other thing. To grow hemp, you don't have to spray herbicides on it. Yeah. To grow hemp, you don't have to really fertilize it. I mean, yeah, do it a couple times, make sure the crop grows well. But like, but not like you don't, you, pound, you don't have to put two hundred pounds. You don't have to put two hundred pounds of nitrogen on it every freaking acre like you do for corn
0: yeah and then spray something else from china to make the nitrogen work or whatever oh, right
1: oh, oh to kill the bugs because <laughs> yeah. now we just nuked our soil with all this nitrogen no bugs <sighs> no predators no no beneficials want to be around anymore right. so then all it's a The bugs
0: are like fuck that i'm
1: out all the worms yeah. are like i'm out right you know and so then you don't have your protector so then what ends up coming in are your pests now we got to use the china Kims to kill all the pests oh but God. you don't have to on hemp hemp is pest resilient just like naturally. Naturally. Hemp the way you 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 grow industrial hemp is you create densely packed canopies where it, it 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 snuffs out the light. So light can't get through, so weeds can't grow. So why do you need to spray weed killer if there's no weeds? Wait, that's so smart. And the other thing is to harvest hemp, you just gotta combine it. You just gotta go through and 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 chop it and then dry it, right? Yeah. With wheat, soy, corn, even cotton, you have to desiccate it. That mean? we take herbicides and we spray it over the top and kill it all at once so then we have an even harvest because oh if not my God. The, all these grains and all these weeds will harvest at different intervals throughout oh throughout the Christ. so you have to go through and combine two three four times Everything. so instead of doing that <laughs> we just spray herbicide on it so you guys can eat the herbicide and deal with oh it later but it gets it done in one shot you don't have to do that to hemp grain
0: they're like
1: listen this is easier it's easier you just go through you you again you need to make new technology we don't care about the
0: chemicals
1: (laughs) it it baffles me and and this is such a good solution for our farmers to one give them another crop that they can rotate with that they can make money on that is that is that is not over in abundance right now so you're making an exclusive crop so you get a high value for it yeah and
0: you don't have to buy all these fertilizers and sprays to manage it
1: right it self-manages pretty much oh my god! you might have to apply fertilizers a couple times just to make sure you get your yields your fiber your your cellulose yields your fiber yields yeah but that's it you know it's a very very low maintenance compared and then when you harvest it, it all chops down. It makes your soil better over time. So then the farmers the next year are going to have a better, a more productive year and use less fertilizers the next year wow. because the hemp just bioremediated their entire soil right. for the next year. Oh so gosh. then the, the farmer can plant a corn or plant a tomato crop or plant a berry crop or whatever crop he wants to plant the next year. And now you have soil that was better that year than it was a year before.
0: Yeah, And hopefully produce a better crop that then is also getting you more money
1: exactly without having to use oh my
0: god tons Once and tons again, of fertilizers
1: and pesticides we and need size. to
0: work smarter not harder but, it's like i want to go to every like farmer in the u.s and like what are you <laughs> doing like take him by the head like what are you doing like let me show you what you should be doing
1: like know, I, oh. I i have a I, it's a conundrum because like i love our farmers I love what they do. We can't, we don't live without farmers. But it's
0: like it's they're like stuck in like the past. The old ways. Yeah.
1: And now our our generation, the newer kids on the block, are coming in and actually starting Us to.
0: Millennials. Yeah, so. Switching things up. <laughs> now that we're like getting into our 30s, we're like, hold on. <laughs> hold
1: on. Something's not right Wait, here.
0: Wait, yes. Yeah, speaking of, it's your birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you. And I turned 29 in eight days. Oh, congrats. So You're we're almost to that 3 I know. I, like, just, I
1: hit my 33 today
0: oh my gosh yep. wow lucky threes yes i so. love threes
1: no i actually brought you some of our last harvest oh my gosh yes okay um, so tell please. me about this
0: flower okay
1: so the first one is blueberry pancakes it's a Stop. blueberry muffin crossed to blueberry those shortcake. are two of my favorite and, like, <laughs> really oh Go my ahead. god wait, you, okay, my sorry. hands are all sweaty because
0: <laughs> i'm like oh my god it's I'm, really tight. i'm like the earth is dying like my hands are all clammy because I feel like I can't do anything to help. We can get this open. Wait, maybe I can use my yeah, shirt. I gotta, I gotta, okay.
1: <laughs> so I, I talk a big game on our, on our fertilizers, gets the best nutrient technology in the, in the world. Um,
0: look at these Nugs. They
1: looks pretty, right? Oh my God, they but are so frosty. I wanted to show you for yourself just how great our nutrients are. So.
0: Oh my God. Okay, wait. So what's the thing? What's the phenomenon, basically, where people are talking about you can tell like based on what the nug looks like what type of like nutrients they use so like when they don't oh. look like this when it's uh-huh. all like plastered together you know then you know they use like chemicals have Kinda. you heard of that yeah
1: it's hard it's really hard because but
0: this is so fluffy and like the bud structure is amazing like totally opposite of obviously what i'm talking about i but... mean
1: i yeah it's so hard to put a descriptive like like um a, a qualitative thing to it saying oh i looked at it it looks pgr or it looks chemical wait
0: that's it yes PG- plant growth regulator okay i'm like what i was like there's a term yeah. that people were using yeah. like oh you can tell if they use pgrs because of the way the like the bud looks sometimes
1: like- yeah sometimes i mean it, it's so variable on the flower every plant's so different every if, if it gets too hot it gets more spindly and fluffy oh if it if it yeah, there's so many variables to it. It's okay, not really, so you can't really it's not them. really an accurate. Okay. No, it's just more of, that's a more of a, an anecdote that has been passed around for a while. I see. Uh huh.
0: Yeah. Well, this is like one of the most beautiful nugs I've oh, ever you. seen. Like, it is so frosty. It has like purple and green. And then obviously, like, the orange, oh, mm-hmm. uh, little hairs. And yeah, like I said, the bud structure is just like so defined. Like, it's dense, but also like, Airy, you know it's not like too far, like mm-hmm. one or the other. Oh my gosh, this is beautiful. <laughs> you, Thank you. Wait, did you grow this? Like, I did. yeah. Oh my god, you do it all. I Jesus.
1: Yep. I've been I've been growing plants since I was a very little kid with my mom, like oh, like spider god. plants and uh, perennials. And... Can I
0: smoke some of yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, please. Take out whatever yeah. crap was in there. Yeah, it's, a, <laughs>
1: it's a it's a it's a nice fifty fifty hybrid. It it's not too much up. It's not too much down. I love um,
0: that. Well, you know, I say my main phrase now is everything's a hybrid. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> so yeah, what do you say to that?
1: Um, it's true. Everything is a hybrid. Yes, it, it thank depends you. on how deep you want to go down I, that rabbit hole. I've been hole. validated. You have, and and, and <laughs> the thing is, like with the the rabbit hole of of a hybrid sativa indica, you know, I've I'm more accustomed to to just labeling the effects. Right. More cerebral, more body, yes. Hybrids, are like what's in the middle, but but if you get down to like the the genomics of it, like the science-y part of DNA and like what what that is, uh huh. Um, like like what, what is breeding plants? You start with like land races, and then you cross two, like you, try, you cross like a Thai land race with a, a Colombian land race, and then you get what we call hybrid. Oh. That's what we call true hybrids. Okay, right. Then you take those hybrids. Wait, what
0: is the term "land race" land
1: race is like is cannabis from the origin continent?
0: Okay, so like it's original. Yes, like how it sprouted up naturally, yep. where like where it was. Afghanistan
1: <laughs> has land race cannabis that's just is naturally that the evolved and Afghani Kush Afghani. that everyone you know, talks about. <laughs> uh, Pakistani, the, the Pakistan yes. mountain range, the Hindu mountain range. These are all areas with origin areas for cannabis. What
0: about Panama Red?
1: Yes, yeah, from Panama. I yep. went
0: down to Panama yeah. um, in February, and I was trying to find it, and everyone yeah. was like,
1: "You're not like no. you're not going to find nope. it. It's really it's like hard." to Colombian find. Colombian gold. It's yeah. all the old school terms, right? Yeah. But Colombia, Panama, um, I mean, uh, uh, Thailand, uh, China.
0: Wait, is that the Thai stick?
1: Uh-huh.
0: Oh my oh, gosh, it's yeah. so funny. Like I've it's, heard of all of these things. Those but, are all like, landrace. Yeah, I didn't know that's what they were uh-huh. referring to. Oh
1: yeah, all, all along North Africa. Is a hotbed for land race cannabis. Whoa. I mean, uh, you get to like the Middle East. And the Middle East has tons of origin cannabis. Wow! It's been, I think, ten million years we have it documented of it being around the the world. Oh my god! Yeah, or like, oh like cannabis sativa L. What we know of today. Whoa! And so you know, people take these land races and put them together and they make like hybrids. Oh my god! Right, so land race. Columbia crossed to a land race tie would make a no state. please you. Okay,
0: thank you. Yeah, no. Wait, sorry. sorry, say that again.
1: A land race tie land race from Thailand. Okay. Cross Thigh to sick. cross to a land race in Colombia. Okay. Makes a hybrid, a true hybrid.
0: Oh, so that's what when people that's, are talking about a true hybrid. Yeah. I was always like
1: It's a land race, crossing. Is it just when you cross it, two it makes things, a, it's a hybrid? It, it, it it's his thing. <laughs> the the lingo, the vernacular has been so convoluted throughout the years. Yes, facts. You know? So a true hybrid is two land races together.
0: Wow. Who knew? Uh-huh. And then you have. You're I, dropping some knowledge. It, <laughs> Always, Tim. I love it.
1: My pleasure. And then when you get down to like the, the the you, you're crossing hybrids together, like hybrid one crossed to hybrid two makes what we call polyhybrid. And that's what everything actually is, is a polyhybrid.
0: So everything like that we're smoking now. Is polyhybrid.
1: Polyhybrid. Yep. Okay. Cross, the cross, of cross. This is across. so
0: smooth. I just like. Oh, yeah. Didn't even cough at all. Nope.
1: That's the point. And it actually like tastes like it smells. Like it has like a blueberry floral smell, but you get like a blueberry floral taste.
0: Whoa. Uh-huh.
1: That's how weed should be.
0: going to hotbox this this room <laughs> yeah. real fast. Oh my God. That was amazing. Right. Okay. Wait, what do you also think about people's theory of like the white ash? So
1: there's being... two factors when it comes into ash. <laughs> being like a, a pure <laughs> yeah. weed. Um. So water content has a lot to do with ash color. If your herb is wet, it's going to have a darker hue to the ash oh. because the water prevents it from burning all the way.
0: And if it's like super dry, it'll be more white. It'll
1: be more white also um, just because there's no water in it. But really wow. what comes down to the the color of the ash is how much mineral content is in the flower because oh. the minerals won't turn, won't turn white. The oh. there's, there's a lot of, there's some minerals Wait, that, that makes sense. And so when you burn it, it will, it'll just char the metal because oh. ions are metal, like minerals are metal. So just char it. This makes so much sense. So if it has, if it has a, if if the grower didn't flush it properly, the grower over fertilized, it will most definitely have a harsher brown, black char. Uh Uh-huh. And the reason why it's so clean is because we don't use nitrates. Nitrates make the plant, it force feeds the plant. So you get left at the flower at the end, you get left with way more minerals in the flower than you want. And that's what caused the hard scratchiness on your throat. That's what makes it harsh and burn real hot. It's from these
0: it's nitrates. From,
1: it's from nitrates forcing minerals into the plant. And now you have to burn the minerals. Whoa. Uh-huh. Wait, you the, just like blow my with mind. The, along with the, the minerals, that, that force feeds water into the plant. So the plant only has... look at, look so at So why at, do at,
0: people at, put nitrates in... To make it
1: grow fast. Nitrates are great for growing biomass. If you're trying to grow cellulose and you're trying to get the plant to grow as fast as it can, nitrates are the way. But nitrates are only in our water supply at one part per million, and we're feeding at 50 to 200 parts per million. So we're feeding at 50 to 200 times the natural amount of nitrates in our atmosphere and in our, in our ecosystem. Whoa. So what it does is it tells the plant to suck up a lot of water and a lot of nutrients so the plant can then grow faster because it has tons more nutrients and water. But what ends up happening is the plant only has a hundred percent capacity. It's like your battery on your phone. Like you just because it's charged in for three days doesn't mean you, you're storing yes. more battery, right? Wait,
0: great analogy. So <laughs> so
1: when when you put that much water into the plant, the plant has to balance its flavor, all the flavor, all the molecules that it uses, like all the sugars, yeah. everything you taste gets diluted because it has to balance the water load. Wait, that makes so so instead of having just saying like fifty-fifty, like fifty percent water, fifty percent the compounds that cause the flavor. If you have seventy five percent water, you don't have fifty percent of the flavor molecules anymore. You have twenty five, oh and that's the, God, and that's the biggest. So I've, I've studied twelve. This have been my project for twelve years, understanding why nitrates make flour taste like shit, it makes flour taste like plant matter, cellulose. So if you go to a dispensary yes. and you just grab it off, the, it smells okay, and then you go to smoke it and it tastes like cardboard. Yeah, it's because all the water
0: or like hay. Mm-hmm.
1: You're tasting the cellulose, the primary metabolite, because you washed out all the secondary metabolite with the water load from the nitrates.
0: Oh, my God. You're blowing my mind. So like, I'm just... My
1: nutrient line has zero nitrate to it. So you get the flavor is always exactly how the plant intended the flavor to be. That's why it tastes just like it smells. Whoa. And you, and okay. It's smooth. Well, it's, it's but a,
0: then what do you say when people are like, well, plants need n- nitrogen?
1: Uh, I would say that the chemical composition of a plant when it comes to the nitrogen content of the plant, it's 2%.
0: That's like nothing.
1: Uh, it's, it's 44% carbon. Oh my gosh. It's 3% hydrogen. It's 45% oxygen. And so you, it's 2% nitrogen. Why is yeah. the, why are these fertilizer formulas 90% nitrogen?
0: They, they, that was just what I was going to say. The ratio it's doesn't annoying. add up. So then do you just like look at people like regular fertilizer companies like, Mm-hmm. do you just look at them like they're so dumb like, oh they're also on
1: the same shit yeah and it's all the same they all put hype behind it they market it's it all It's all like
0: nitrates and water basically
1: yeah. yeah and then you have like your min. you have your phosphorus you have your potassium you have all your minerals in there but they're all attached to a nitrate base or a phosphate base
0: so what are yours base our base is carbon oh that's right yeah, that's right oh my uh, god that was yeah. the whole thing is that yes yeah. your oh, fertilizers yeah. are all carbon based because that makes we're all made out of carbon yes. and that's what makes no sense to
1: like the plant is 44 percent carbon why would oh you not god. feed the plant carbon
0: Oh my god it literally you know? just like makes so much <laughs> yeah. sense like yeah. when you lay it all out uh-huh. there oh my god so the I reason said, people are using nitrates is to basically like get bigger flowers get yeah, bigger yields because yeah. that's more weight and they can charge more and make more money
1: exactly oh my <laughs> <laughs> welcome to capitalism
0: i'm gonna like fall out of my chair like <laughs>
1: yep unfortunately that's that's the and this is
0: where it all comes together people it's all connected
1: right they can watch one two three and have a really good story with us literally people yeah.
0: watch one two three you'll have yourself a mind-blowing yeah. experience <laughs> it's only like
1: three or four hours of your life i mean seriously you'll learn so much
0: and you'll yeah mm-hmm. and you'll probably end up buying organic yep um and, yeah, just look more further into everything now. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, it's important. We all live here. We all have to exist here. So it's important oh what we're being fed, God. what we're being watered with. It's important what we're consuming, and what we're ingesting into our bodies. So you know?
0: something I always think, since our conversation and one of my favorite rappers, Code of the Friend, mm-hmm. this is one of his lyrics from a song that I love. He just says, they're going to kill you with the same shit that they feed you. Yep.
1: Absolutely. And
0: it is in, it lives rent free in my mind, twenty four seven. Yeah. Every like, I can't tell you like every time something, I'm just like in my mind, it's like they're gonna kill you yeah. with the same <laughs> shit that they feed you, and it's just like it. They are. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, this is what they're doing, is... and this is how they keep people under control too. Yeah. Like, don't you also feel like it's kind of like a control?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thing. I mean, when you have the same people that are producing the chemicals to grow your food when they are the same people that provide you the medicine for when you get sick from the food we have a problem like this is not free market capitalism <sighs> this is this is a corporatocracy yep. and we live by their rules that's not capitalism it's a, it's a Brage. it's a bastardized abusive form of capitalism that's like saying because my yeah. my husband is, or my wife is an over controlling psychopath and monitors everything I do and and, maintain, and and regulates everything that I have around me and, and and can do. I'm still free because he lets me live in his house. You know, Gosh. it's like it's like we're 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 being forced to live in someone else's house that we don't agree to have our furniture arranged this way. You know, yes. we don't I agree to. Your ha- I, we just, we can't. It's just and so when this when this happens. You start to see where corporate greed starts to take over yeah. compassionate care, because medicine should not be advertised. Medicine should not be made into <laughs> a, a giant billions of dollars market. It, it, it they, should they be. They are
0: marketing to people who yeah. don't actually or may not need it, yeah. or yeah, or even if they awful. if
1: they do need it, they need it because of the chemicals they fed us. Right. They you, need it from the chemicals they spread. It's on the like
0: fly- you made us this way. Right.
1: Why does all of our corn, wheat, soybean, and cotton have Roundup on it? Why do you have to spray an herbicide to kill the crop all at the same time and not care that we're eating the herbicide? Oh my gosh. Like what, how can we don't have any limits on the chemicals that we can consume and the chemicals that we can spray? It doesn't make any sense. And this is why conscious thought really has to take control in our lives. Now we can't okay. just blindly go by and, and say that the government's going to take care of us because the government's ran by corporations and corporations don't care about the money. Yeah. Just like with big, big corporate cannabis the the largest hydroponic chain the in, and line. the largest hydroponic chain in the United States does not give a shit about people having clean medicine. Yeah, they don't give a shit about having having this be a therapeutic substance. They care about the bottom fucking line. Yeah, you know, and and same with with uh look at uh, uh Scott's Miracle Grow. They willingly sold bird food that they knew had poison in it for years, and we're just blindly killing three to I think the total was like three million animals they killed. What? Yeah, birds.
0: Wait, when did this? I've never oh, heard about this. Two,
1: it was, I can't remember if it was like late 2000s, early 2010s, something like that.
0: And they're still a business and they're fine. Oh, yeah, like, they
1: paid a fine. They made shit tons of money. They paid a fraction of the money they made in fines and moved right on. But this thing, we have to <sighs> think. Have we, <laughs> we have to think for ourselves and we have to be concerned about what we're putting in our body. And I think that's the biggest important takeaway from this whole thing is like yeah. read the labels, understand what the farmers are spraying on our food. Understand that we have to put forethought into existing. Unfortunately, yeah, and we shouldn't have to because we should be able to live mm-hmm. uh, fluently or fluidly, I should say, but we can't. Or both. Are you sure? Absolutely, <laughs> fluently live. Um, but you know that's why even wow. coming even coming down to like the cannabis and how the cannabis can like trickle back up is like you start understanding what goes into cannabis. Then you start to understand agriculture because agriculture grows cannabis. Then you start to understand how agriculture affects your food. Then you understand how food affects all the medicine you have to take or, 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 or a family member has to take. Yeah. Then you realize who controls all of it. The same people are doing the same thing. So it's yeah. like we're literally, I mean, why do we have so much sugar in everything? Why, yes. why does diet soda have the artificial sugar in its sucralose <gasps> when we know sucralose causes weight gain? my god isn't that that's one thing kicking me up lately it's like the diet sodas well i've been, for people anti- going I've been on a, anti-soda for oh, yeah, years yeah yeah but you go down to the south you oh, go to the yeah. midwest you go to the east and oh, it's, it's like everyone yeah. everybody drinks it and like the people trying to lose weight drink diet soda that has the chemical in there that can cause cancer and give you diabetes and make you overweight it does that's the thing it if if people actually if the if the people that were in control and in control of the power actually cared about us <laughs>
0: <laughs> actually cared about you
1: and us, us the royal uh, uh, us, d- all us of people us. us normies yes you know us, it, just like citizens you wouldn't see diabetes through the roof right now yeah. you wouldn't see cardiovascular disease as the number one killer of everything yes you know and it's like
0: and all these other things are going like adhd yeah. gluten people having to be gluten oh that's free. the other thing i don't believe
1: and i believe in celiac disease but i don't believe gluten is specifically what's causing causing the intolerance.
0: Oh, what do you think?
1: So, uh I, I think it's Roundup. Yes. Causing autoimmune diseases. And celiac yes. is an autoimmune disease. Facts. I believe it's Roundup causing it, and we spray every wheat with Roundup to desiccate it to oh kill it. God. So we can harvest it all at the same time.
0: But and, organic farmers do not do this, correct?
1: No. They're not allowed to, technically. Okay. They do tell the farmer next to them to spray a little heavy so it gets caught up in the wind and kind of pushes it toward their, their field. You know?
0: Oh my God. So, a way- like, even if we're buying organic, we're not totally. You, like, unless you know the farmer, from
1: it. unless you know where your food is coming from, you do not actually know what's going into your body. Right. And that's the issue here is that we don't actually understand because it's not on the labels. Farmers aren't—they're not telling you when you walk down the the food aisle at the mart. They're like, "Oh, this farmer used Roundup on this." Yeah, you know. The other thing is, I when we created modern wheat, you know about wheat? I don't think so. Okay, so I—I don't—I say ask that facetiously. I mean, I ask that honestly because I know the most, we we all it. eat bread, mm-hmm. and no one understands what bread is. Yeah. They understand it's wheat, and then we don't understand what wheat is, so what? we don't actually and understand. East, right? And, oh, yeah, it's it's bread, yeast, and it's uh wheat, yeast, and water. Yeah. Uh, then you add sugars and salts and things like that to it. But really, when you get down to the wheat, we changed the type of wheat that we eat back in the fifties What? through modern hybridization processes. So
0: this can't be good.
1: Uh, it, uh, <laughs> what? it it follow me for a second. <laughs> you go all the way back to like four thousand years ago. Our ancient ancestors. Wheat was one of the most common foods that we had to eat. And it had vitamins, minerals, proteins. You could have a a whole society live on wheat, essentially. That's why bread has been such a big part of our culture. I mean, think about the Italian culture.
0: Right. People used to only drink wine and eat bread, I feel like.
1: How did they stay alive? Yeah. Because the current bread we have now makes us fat. It's full of sugar. It's completely refined. It has no mineral content to it. We have to add the minerals back in that our body don't actually absorb. So you go back to the the first type of wheat. It's a einkorn. Okay. E-I-N-K-O-R-N. Never heard of this word. Einkorn, right? It had 14 chromosomes. Okay. We're a 46 chromosome organism, right? Mm -hmm. When we break down 14 chromosome organisms, our body can process it really easily. Less less chromosomes, it's less complex. It's more simple. Our body can break it down easier. Uh Then we can get all the nutrients and things out of it and we can excrete all the waste. So then we hybridized, 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 and created a new version called Irma wheat, E R M M E R, I think.
0: And this is just by like M-R- crossing M-R-E-E-M-M-E-R. wheat plants with, is, each with other wheat plants, okay.
1: yeah. And and we created a twenty-eight chromosome wheat plant. Oh, okay. Uh huh. Then we get why though. Uh, it was there a reason? It it we could it it had better characteristics to okay. farming
0: like better yield or something
1: yeah better okay. yield more consistency to it sure so that's the whole thing why we why we hybridize plants is to get more consistency to it yeah because if you look at wild bananas they have tons of like bean sized seeds in them and they're only about the size of your like maybe your hand at, yeah, at most small. wild bananas are so inconsistent like, right, it, we it's, had to it's like crazy. we're
0: like we need to control this we, some way we only
1: grow the cutting of banana and oh. it's a sterile fruit and we grow cuttings over and over and over. So we don't plant a banana seed and it grows right. a banana you tree. Can't
0: just grow. We take the
1: cutting of banana and plant the cutting, the living plant, and it grows the same banana every single time. So we hybridize things. Ooh. So we're eating to make... the
0: same banana every time. Yep.
1: And it's actually causing a, a banana apocalypse. And we can get down to that in a second after we get down to the wheat. The wheat banana apocalypse? Banana um, apocalypse. Stop! When you only grow one type of plant. It's more susceptible to a bunch of disease and you, yeah. you chance. We
0: talk, I feel like we've talked about yeah. this too on uh-huh. episodes prior. Yeah.
1: And so uh, when we get into wheat, we we went from einkorn to emmer, emmer wheat. That's 28 chromosomes. Now we did it again and made spelt wheat. Okay. spelt wheat has 46 chromosomes. As you add more chromosomes, it
0: gets more, complex. it gets more
1: complex. Your body can't break it down and spelt was fine. It took more energy to break down. We still got more nutrients. It wasn't as nutri- a nutris- so nutritious as are the older uh, versions of more this wheat. More ancient wheat. More ancient grains is what we call them, right? Yeah. Um. But once we got to spelt wheat, we had a bunch of like Durham, and, uh, Durham wheat and all these different versions of spelt wheat. And in the 50s, we created what we call modern wheat. Oh, and this wheat is totally different from all the natural ancient grains we had before. It was a, a, a wheat that was selected for its tassel size so we could yield more. Yes. It was the wheat that was selected for its uh, – because we could get more out of it, it means we could grow more and we could feed people more. But right. the, the starch profile and the protein profile was way different than all of our ancient grains. Uh. It's way harder to break down. Our bodies can't metabolize it. It had a different form of gluten – than our bodies are normally used to oh. absorbing and and consuming back in the, the thousands of years ago when our ancestors were oh were living and surviving. So the modern wheat we have now, I think I think uh gluten tolerance and celiac disease is caused from one of two things, probably both. The the glyphosate, the Roundup that's on all our wheat. Glyphosate, and then oh. <laughs> and oh. then and then the the hybrid wheat with the the. The new complex protein and gluten profile. With the forty six chromosomes. Yeah, that our bodies can't can't break down.
0: Wow. Yep. Well, you're so smart. I obviously <laughs> agree with I, you actually, and think what I you think, think. I think these
1: forty-two <laughs> chromosomes, if I'm not mistaken but Oh, 42. It, The point okay. is it's it's more complex, and that's right. that's kind of the takeaway from it, you know. Wait, this is and, insanity. Yeah. And, you know, bananas, we're we're growing one variety of banana right now, and it's really susceptible to a disease called Sigatoka. Sigatoka is a black mold on, on the banana leaves. And normally bananas are pretty resistant to it, except for this one banana that we grow everywhere. So monocropping bananas. It's the
0: same banana we keep growing. Uh huh.
1: There there was banana wars against uh Dole. Uh, Dole Dol and Del Monte. And Chiquita uh, Dole and Chiquita.
0: Were there murders? Oh yeah.
1: Stop! It was like a huge thing in Central America. Oh yeah. Look at the banana wars. I think it was between Chiquita and Dole, if I'm not mistaken.
0: How many people died? I
1: don't know. A, a lot. It was it Oh was, my god! It was like a it was like an insurrection type coup d'etat. The
0: world we live in is nuts. <laughs> Isn't it?
1: And this has been happening for thousands of years. Right. We the and war the, is we world. were just
0: like born into this too. Uh-huh. We had no say. Mm-hmm. Like
1: every generation has no say in it.
0: Oh my God. This is insane. And it's but, all also I heard there was like an avocado murders war thing mm. that Happen. The cartel
1: runs our avocado yes. um, trade.
0: That yep. that's so fucked.
1: Yep. Oh my. God. I mean, think about it. They, they run the drugs down in Mexico. They run the avocados too. It's just a crop. It's just a. The cartel is just an organization, a, a corporation. Oh my god. It's a corporation that kills people if they don't agree with you. It's also a corporation that takes care of you if you're one of their brotherhood. So it's. I don't know. This
0: it's, is insane. Kind of how it is. Wow! 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 So wow!
1: So that's the blueberry pancake.
0: Wait. Yeah. This is amazing. Like so, I'm gonna take another hit. Okay. I cannot then, believe I didn't even cough at no, all.
1: Nope. And you won't. That's the beautiful part about it. At all. Mm-hmm.
0: Because that's the biggest thing that my parents don't like. Yes. About me smoking. Yeah, of course. Is there like, well, besides it being combustion, mm-hmm. which can we talk a little bit more about that too? Yeah, because absolutely. I told them the knowledge that you told me that it's actually <laughs> your lungs flecking off the plant material. Mm-hmm. And they were still like, it's what about the combustion? It's not good for you. I don't know.
1: Um. It's no combustion is good for you. However, I think the thing you're combusting is really important. It's not all not all plants are the same. Not yeah. all parts of the plant is the same. So, if you combust tobacco leaf, the tar in the leaf is what causes the harm to your lungs. Because just because just you combust something doesn't mean it's harmful to your lungs. Particular is harmful to your lungs. See, that's what but I was
0: like trying to explain. Can it, I pack you a bowl? Or are you good?
1: I'm good for right now. Okay. Yeah. So well, I want like, you to, I want you to experience it. Thank and, you. And you. This give the is
0: amazing. Wait, uh, but what? Sorry, can you go yeah. back to that because uh-huh. I feel like my parents would say like, well, no combustion is bad because it's like you're burning all of these things and the smoke is going into your lungs right. and like your your lungs obviously want oxygen, mm-hmm. not smoke, right? But then, but then I'm saying the response is like, well, depends what you're smoking because mm-hmm. this type of good cannabis is not leaving any type of tar or residue in my lungs. Right? Is that correct?
1: Uh, for the most part, yeah. I mean, there's some residual, but your lungs will get it off of itself. You know, it's not like tobacco where the tar will adhere to your lungs and it's not coming off. Oh, that's the difference. Is okay. your your body can regulate the the contaminants on itself. with cannabis compared to tobacco where like the resin from the thing if you smoke sticks and stems you have a different resin profile than if you smoke the leaves then compared if you smoke the leaves compared to the flower every part of the plant has different properties to it yeah so it really depends on what you're smoking like uh people smoke molin, yeah damiana you know they'll roll up like herbal and like marshmallow yeah marshmallow yep I mean, I used to smoke it. It's actually some of it's actually good for your lungs.
0: That's yeah, I you heard know? that one of them is mullen.
1: Yes. Mullen's great for your lungs. It Helps it, especially if you have like a
0: like combusting mullen. Yes,
1: combusting mullen, especially if you have like bronchitis or you have like
0: how like how does it that opens
1: work? your airways? So it helps dilate your mm-hmm. lungs to like absorb the yeah, the oxygen. <laughs> I
0: was sick though. I'm recovering from a oh, cold. So. I
1: just got hit like a couple months ago <coughs> with whatever the. Uh, the, the COVID or whatever is going around right now. Yeah.
0: So I don't think – I actually think that it's – the cannabis is, like, getting the phlegm and stuff out. Yep. That my – It's an expectorant. Yes. Okay, wait. So, yeah, that's what I was trying to say to my parents. Yeah, it's an expectorant. Okay, that's yeah. the term.
1: Yep. We, we take uh, guaifenesin. It's an expectorant. <laughs> I mean, you're not smoking guaifenesin, but it's the same, same methodology, right? You're using it to relieve – uh, things that are coated on your lungs.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait. So, how is cannabis an expectorant or molen and like all these things? uh
1: Well, c- cannabis is an expectorant because it causes your lungs to create the motion. Okay, the... but
0: that has to be from coughing, like not the edibles then.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to get it. It's an expectorant from the mechanical action of smoking. Uh... It's not a chemical expectorant like guaifenesin. Okay,
0: got it. That's uh-huh. what I was like. Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, go back. Yep.
1: No. <laughs> Um. So, oh, this one's really good, too. Yes. The Tropicana cherry. Oh, my
0: gosh. I forgot there it's were more. I just got so involved. Get
1: like, now you're good.
0: Whoa. Oh, my God. This bud structure is totally different. And, like, the colors uh-huh. are all so different. Yep.
1: That's the that's cool thing with my nutrient line is, like, it actually allows the plant to express itself the way that God intended. Wait.
0: This might be my
1: more favorite. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Tropicana it's, it's cherry? Like, it's, like, cough syrup, cherry, little citrusy, floral deliciousness. Whoa. Here, I'll yeah. hold up
0: a nug. It's
1: really frosty. Nice.
0: The camera, if you can see. Wow. This is just lovely. I wish I could eat it. <laughs> it's so easy. What about trimming? Do you trim all this yourself? It's uh-huh. yeah, oh not too hard. Oh my gosh. You're just amazing. <laughs> You're such a renaissance, man. <laughs>
1: I've been doing it for 12 years.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay, so what about, where are you getting your genetics?
1: Uh, I mean, we've, this GMO is from Adam Dunn. Uh, Wait, were you
0: on his podcast? Oh, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm one of the co-hosts.
0: Wait, no way. Yeah. Since when?
1: Uh, last year.
0: You didn't even tell me. Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm so bad about this. Oh, my God. I just, I just do stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I've like, I follow him and oh. like, obviously like like what he's doing and really respect him and he's been doing it for a while Yeah, no,
1: adam's awesome he's i actually individual. i
0: like messaged him to see if he would come on my podcast he probably would but i don't know if he, ever he
1: has a me. uh he does a um i'm not sure if he does it anymore because it's uh kind of like a farmer's market he's, he did a farmer's market all year uh once a uh, month down at his he has a cafe called so high
0: Wait, is it a cannabis cafe?
1: I don't know if it's for consumption, but it's oh, okay. definitely branded as <laughs> such. I mean, it's so awesome. high, yeah,
0: so high. I love that. I need to go. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe I'll just go and be like, "Hi, yeah, I'm McCarter." No,
1: I'll let him know. I'll put in. I'll put in good work for you.
0: Okay, so how often do you do that?
1: Uh like once a month, once every other month, something like that. That's so cool. Yeah, with, with culture having to do whatever culture's having to do right now, I haven't really been able to stretch my legs over there a little bit, but you know, yeah. I We're guess. still working together on a couple of projects. That's so cool. South Africa is going pretty crazy right now and
0: wait, what about South Africa? It's going
1: crazy right now for weed. Oh. Oh yeah.
0: Wait, are they becoming are they legal?
1: Oh yeah, they're legalizing. My buddy just got a license down there.
0: No way. Uh-huh. I lived in South Africa for a month really? in college. Oh, where at? Um well we like so we went. We're like a week in Durban, oh, cool. a week in Cape Town, a mm-hmm. week in Johannesburg. Nice. That's... So I obviously loved Cape Town. Yeah. The most. Oh, of course. Cape yeah. Town's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So we did this amazing like biking and winery tour. Oh, cool. And yeah, we like did everything. You yeah, know? I went
1: to South Africa for like ten days. Wait, recently? 2000, no, 2014. Oh, so fun. Uh huh. Wait, I guess still. That would have been similar.
0: I think I went in 2016. Or... Oh yeah. Or fifteen. They
1: went to Durban, Johannesburg. They went to Cape Town. Yeah. yeah oh my the stretch. god. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful place. I love South Africa so much. It's so beautiful. The politics are really sad. Yes, have, we studied the apartheid. When it's, we were pff, it's a, it's a Very tumultuous sad. history, but I mean, it's some of the most beautiful, beautiful land I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. I wanna, <clears> I wanna go <throat> everywhere. I just need, to wish I had more money to yeah, know, travel right? everywhere. But we bought a house, so. Hmm. Now I'm just like not a bad move. Ugh. Especially in Boulder. Yes. I'm like, we were like, it's an investment.
1: Yes, it is. It's
0: an investment. Yep. Yep. Okay, and then last one is GMO. GMO, yeah. Classic. Yep. A classic. Oh wow. It is rude. This is stanky. Yep. It's so rude. Wait, look. <laughs>
1: I mean, look how different the bud structure is. Yeah. You know? I'm saying wow. we don't we're not pumping it full of chemicals. We allow the plant to do. Whatever it's it's supposed to do. perfect.
0: These are like the most perfect nugs I have ever seen. (laughs) Wow. That will put
1: you to sleep really quick.
0: I need that because I've been taking this freaking Zyrtec D, you know, with Uh like Sudafed. Uh And I've been not sleeping well. Oh, yeah. Wow. This is amazing.
1: Yeah. When you get down to terminology, it's an indica. Indica hybrid.
0: Wow! Oh my God, I'm just like blown away (laughs) that you grew this. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh yeah. What's really sad is I feel like the only time you're gonna get this type of quality from a dispensary is if you were to buy like I don't know if I mean tell me if I'm wrong, but like I don't know like seven some like seven ten flower, you know like
1: yeah, that's dependent on the region. They don't grow the same in California as they grow here.
0: True. Yeah. And, like, this is just, like, such amazing bud, and I just feel like the industry is almost lost. Like, yep. Stash was making really similar stuff to mm-hmm. this. Like, yeah. incredible strains, incredible growing, using, obviously, your incredible nutrients that are all organic and carbon-based. But they're no longer, they move, I mean, Danny moved up to uh, Canada to He's grow. Back. Wait, what? Yeah, Danny's back. Oh my God. Wait, what? Ha- so, yeah. well, what? This you can is-
1: imagine running the largest cannabis company in Canada being very stressful and very, it's a lot like beating your head into a brick wall. Yeah. So, he's, I
0: mean, like, he's,
1: he's back. He moved back last week.
0: Wait, this is so recent. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Him and Mer. Okay, I was gonna say I still follow Merle on Instagram oh, yeah. and like keep yep. up with and them. The kiddos. Their kids are getting like so big, I, know. I can't believe like, what
1: happened. Time
0: is flying. Like, you went
1: from Danny to being dad and oh my god. When I
0: met <laughs> him, they had just had their first son. Like Oh really? Yeah. Like that it was like five like around five years ago. Oh my
1: ago. gosh, it's been so long.
0: I know <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I feel so old.
0: What's crazy is I first interviewed you three years ago, I yeah. think.
1: Yeah, I think so. What is time? I know. I don't get it.
0: Okay, I don't either.
1: <laughs> uh, so I, I, don't know. I, Danny is an awesome person. Is he I'm gonna so be growing? I think he's trying Anibis? to do something. I'm mm-hmm. like, obviously, him he's and my growing. brother like... still are are working together. And
0: wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe. So the whole story, actually, because background, <laughs> Danny actually like linked us up, yeah. yep, and he did. I feel terrible because Danny was my first ever virtual recording and this is actually one of the reasons why i do not do virtual recordings <laughs> because his is the only interview that i've ever lost on and i have now done oh, really? 55 interviews no. and his is the only interview that i have ever lost and it was a virtual one and between transferring it from my old editor to my new editor
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, it yeah it got lost it yeah And so I would love to have him back on the podcast. Yeah, he should. Three years later. Yeah,
1: after his whole experience with Sundial. I bet he has a ton of really, really awesome.
0: We have so much like history now and like all these different like points of contact.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. You should definitely have Danny on. He's, he's, uh, has quite the story.
0: Okay, perfect. I'm definitely going to hit them up and be like, I just heard (laughs) through the grapevine. Oh, my gosh. This is so exciting. Okay. Well, the whole yeah. reason why we were talking about Danny was I was just saying I feel like this really amazing flower is almost not even attainable in the in the Colorado.
1: Unfortunately not.
0: Industry. Nope. And that makes me want to cry and curl <laughs> up in a ball and like I don't even know. I know. So, it's, like, what do we do with that?
1: I don't think that's a really good question.
0: Because like you're not gonna do your own freaking cannabis brand, you would. Uh,
1: no, I mean the, you're, too with... you're too smart. You're too
0: smart to do that.
1: Especially with the market the way it is, I I couldn't shake someone's hand and tell them it's a good idea to do it.
0: Yeah, no, you're too smart. Like I said, you're too smart for that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Plus, I mean, when you when you get into those arrangements and developing a company, like uh, taking the money from the person comes with a um, an act of. Uh, like I got your back,
0: and it's an exchange of energy. Yeah, in my, eyes. I don't want
1: to. I don't want to take money from someone on an idea that I'm unsure if it's even gonna work. Because mm-hmm. it just it doesn't. It, it it's not right to me. Yeah, you know, if I'm if I'm gambling with her money, like uh. I just feel so bad. Yes, and if I don't have like a guar- I have a guaranteed plan to like you know we could produce it, we could do it all of it, but it's still the market isn't buying premium cannabis then. You, you, you don't really have a leg in the industry. So that's why, I don't know. We, it, the bubble's going to have to pop. It's going to have to settle. It's yeah. going to have to get consolidated and it's going to have to come back up. And then at that point, I feel like the cannabis industry will be, will be better. See, the number one, the biggest issue me personally have found with the cannabis industry is that we don't have uh, a baseline price for cannabis.
0: Yeah. It's so like
1: all ooh. over the place. When, when it's good, it's great. When it's awful, it's terrible, you right. know, and like people
0: can't even, yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's like, we really have to redefine what it is to be a cannabis industry. So like it feder- we need it federally legalized. I hate to say that because it's going to make it even more corporate, but we need federal legalization so we can have access yeah. and, and ability to work with banks and, and creditors and lenders do we you see either.
0: that banking thing passing or
1: there, no? There's a there was a bill in the house that was in there this year. Yeah, I don't know if it passed. I think it did pass the house and it didn't pass the senate or something like that. Yeah, there was. Um, but I
0: heard I thought they were reviewing another one currently. Uh,
1: probably. I mean, it's every year now we're having banking bills in there. Okay. So good. we're getting really really close, but we're not. And
0: what about the descheduling? What do you think about all the descheduling rumors?
1: Um, I think it's great talking points every single election. <laughs> And that is where it stops.
0: You cracked my shit up. Oh my god, you're so real. Yeah, it's, just yeah, like, it's yeah. like it's all bark, no bite. Because
1: uh-huh. they don't, they don't care. That's
0: and just, they uh, get everyone all excited, yeah. and we're like,
1: they got way bigger things they're trying to do, like uh, pushing this digital currency, digital ID bullshit. I was just 15, listening
0: to a podcast. Fifteen
1: about minute about cities. We're like, we're so in a permanent lockdown. Like, fuck you. <sighs> Like, America is the greatest place on earth because of our constitution. Yeah. And a lot of these policies are, are because our our, our, our government um, uh, authorities are tied into all these global people. World health organizations, other countries, world economic forums, you name them. And it's like, they all have their own agenda. Mm-hmm. And that's like the biggest issue is that everybody has their own agenda. Yep. And no one's actually fighting for the people. Yeah. So it's like, when are we going to be considered? Which is why we have to take control of our own lives mm-hmm. and, and actually pay attention. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting that we have such a potential, like I said, it's just like with a cannabis hemp thing, we have a potential to create an amazing industry, yeah. an amazing bioeconomy, second to none in the world. And second to none we've ever seen in the United States, because of our modern technology that we can apply to our feedstock, our 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 biological resources, the plants we can grow in every region in the United States, we have the ability to create a crazy awesome bioeconomy through it. Instead of shipping all of our resources off to China, letting them process it and sending it right back. Mm -hmm. You know, and and really it just takes us being aware and takes us being cognitive and takes us really understanding what goes on with our food, what goes on with our cannabis. What do we need to focus on? Because none of these fucking people that are gonna say we want to decriminalize cannabis, they don't actually care if our, we have a cannabis industry or cannabis market. We care. Yeah. You know, we want the benefit from the textiles. We want the benefit from from the fuel incentives. We want a benefit from the textiles. Like cotton's expensive. I'm not yeah. sure if you've seen clothing these days.
0: Oh my god! I yeah. freaking
1: nuts. When it's gonna get worn out in a year or two three years we're making all these polyester blends that just tear and rip and stretch. And when we could just use hemp fabric and we can have shirts that last more than a year. Yep. You know, things like that. And it's like where do we need to go? Where where are we at now? And where do we want to go? Because I feel like us just riding in the back seat isn't really working for us these days. Yeah. So
0: we all need to like just step up a little more. Yeah. And take more control and like initiative. Yeah and vote with your dollars yep. is the most important thing to me mm-hmm. and I think that I don't know it just shows more because like you said the corporations actually control everything
1: yep um, down to the food you eat to and, the to the medicine you take yeah to the, the the thing you buy at Walmart it's all pretty much
0: and it's like vote actual voting is great but like that only happens once a, a year or whatever mm-hmm. um and you literally buy things every single day yep and put them into your body and they affect you like we're talking about like oh my god
1: you know local action global response you know or or global perspective local action like it has to start with you in your everyday life yeah and what you decide to do with your time what you decide to do with your money like i'm guilty one of my biggest guilty pleasures is football played it most of my life. Sports. You know? Yeah, it's sport football. <laughs> you know? And I'm a sucker for for college football. You know, and it's like I'll find myself just like wasting hours, entire day, of just like draining my brain in, right. in football. And it's like looking at
0: a screen. Yeah.
1: Like this the doom scroll.
0: Yes. You know? Yeah. So I've
1: been going through and like adjusting my algorithm every few months to keep it back on track. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, inspirational people, people that like yeah. in agriculture, food people. Yes. You know, things I want things that help me. Become a better human. Totally. You know, I agree. Be- I really try team. to
0: regulate my feet as well. Yeah, it's
1: a really smart people that have... You know, we, we use the platform all the time. Right. But it's like the smartest people in the world are trying to figure out how to keep you glued to your screen for as long as possible. Yep. <laughs> so you have to be so aware of it, like painfully aware of it. So
0: do you limit your screen time like in general every day? I
1: try to. I don't know about every day. Every day's hard, but I yeah. try to like weekly, like make sure I'm on it less and less. Same. I, I, I do
0: like those notifications that it sends me. That's like your screen tone yeah. was like up. or hopefully down 16% like this week. I keep
1: track of it. It's important. Uh, I will find myself just like there when an hour of my day.
0: Yep. Just like. It happens so fast. Consumed. It's like. Especially like right after work. I feel mm -hmm. like when you're just like, well, one, I'm not on my, I try not to be on my phone when I'm like, I don't know, doing stuff, working, Mm -hmm. like I have clients and you know, all that jazz. But then it's also hard when social media is a lot of my job.
1: (laughs) Yep. And you know, at, there's there's content production and content consumption mm-hmm. i try to be on the the production exactly. end of things more than i am on the consumption sometimes it same. doesn't exactly end up in the proper <laughs> ratios but you know, same
0: i totally it. agree but you also Everybody's a little bit newer yeah but you also need to know like what people are putting out there and what other people are consuming yeah to know what to be producing yeah ourselves
1: absolutely Yep. all the trends
0: yeah. Gotta know yeah. the trends. Gotta know the trends. Gotta stay up on that market yep. research.
1: And you know, that's the coolest thing about can- the cannabis industry, I will say, is like it's very, very heavily tied into everybody talking to each other. Yeah. So the grassroots movement through social media with cannabis is awesome. Yes. And everybody's getting, you know, banned all the time and new accounts. Oh my always, god, it's it's always the rotating ridiculous. gauntlet yeah. when it comes to it. But X has been doing really good. X hasn't been kicking a bunch of the cannabis people off. Really? Yeah. X so been, what X do you what do you
0: think of x aka twitter. i love it i still it's, call it twitter because... it's a little
1: much just because it's like unfettered uh, st- uh things going on in the world
0: is it more so, like reddit do you feel like the like uh, i haven't been on it it's
1: reddit without the toxicity okay reddit's like has that 4chan vibe to it where it's yeah. like if you say the wrong thing you're probably gonna have like 40 people jump up your yeah tail and it's just like not fun um but i, I like it because it's 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 uncensored for the most part other yeah. than like crazy lunatic things and some things are even like wrong on there like they're doing this uh palestine israel thing was going on when it first happened back on october 8th october 9th you saw all these videos getting posted and there's he, he started these things called community notes where people can report additional information on a video and uh, back it up with like links and, and websites and shit so it's like the fact checkers uh, but actually ran by people in the community not just some random hierarchy of like chosen uh, right. fact checkers yeah you know so it's community notes of like uh there is some uh, the kids shooting guns or something and someone said yeah that's happening right now they're shooting israelis are shooting Palestinians or something like that and it just shows a bunch of kids just pff, mowing things down and it's like someone put a community note on there that was like no this video was posted back in 2011 it's actually of this and that here's some context to oh it. wow so it's not like fact checking it's more like Giving you proper insight, proper context. Because I heard you know? that
0: um, their usership has been like down.
1: I've only seen it grow. I mean, really? Tucker Carlson on, he interviewed uh, a gentleman from um, Buenos Aires in um, uh, Argentina. Mm-hmm. The guy running for president down there. 250, no, no, it was over the population of the United States. It was like 350 million views whoa how is he struggling with viewership when yeah. he's able to get the more views on a video than the population of the united states that's crazy but that's the reach of it and that's the cool part about it is he's like it's open whatever you got he's like you guys deal with it he's like you guys wow so like any
0: country can access mm-hmm. there's no for the most part i mean like-
1: the uk starting to do stupid stuff like passing um oh those uh, uh, uh online protection Oh, I haven't bills. seen this. Oh, the UK because of Rumble and because of a uh, a uh, 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 a bunch of the the UK free independent political people. Um, yeah, they, they 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 passed this bill, where it's like safety security act or something like that, online safety act. I think uh, it actually was. Okay. And it's them policing the internet to only ha- only allow people that they approve to be yeah if you're like over a million followers you're over ten thousand followers and you get um uh this much in monetization and you have this big of influence um it's 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 like uh you have to register with us oh and we will tell you if you're if you're okay or not like if you get if you can can advertise it or not
0: Wow, so yeah. they're just like trying to do their own type of regulation oh, yeah. on
1: it. And and the EU is so, like, they don't have a constitution. That's the thing. The people in Switzerland with the WHO and the UN and all these, like, global organizations that sit in Switzerland, they don't understand what our constitution is and how important it is. They've been following, like, monarchy law. Yeah. You know, they've been following, like, parliament law for hundreds of years where we have our constitution. It's the only thing that protects us from tyranny.
0: So true. And none of these
1: Europeans have that to to be behind none of them have a constitution says you can bear arms in case there's a tyrannical government you have the freedom of speech yeah in our constitution they don't have that
0: freedom of speech is like the biggest so the eu can go through
1: and just like
0: because that was going to be one of my next questions Mm -hmm. um and then we should probably wrap it up we're already past like our hour (laughs) and a half it already goes by so fast i'm like i could do this for hours more um but my like when we were just talking about all the issues of the capitalism in America <laughs> basically ruining everything. The corporatocracy? Um, yes, the corporatocracy. Mm-hmm. Are there any countries that are actually doing it right? Because we were kind of talking about China's doing it right with, you know, they use hemp and cannabis and have... Oh, their-
1: you mean just specifically on the hemp part of it?
0: Well, just like are doing agri- like agriculture better. Have a better, maybe slightly better government. I don't know. I'm thinking somewhere like Holland or the Netherlands. Oh,
1: Netherlands are you haven't heard, have you? No, they're <laughs> no. Now the Hol- Netherlands are telling all their farmers to kill all of their cattle because the cattle are causing the climate crisis.
0: Well, that's not the answer. Meanwhile,
1: humans <laughs> humans have been causing how many animals to go extinct in the past? I don't know. Call it five hundred years.
0: Oh my God! Okay, well, we have that's more, not the we answer. We have more. We have
1: we have less animals alive right now than we ever have on the face of the earth. And you're telling me that the livestock in the Netherlands, a small little Netherlands, is causing global climate change? Oh no! They're using right. glo- they're using this climate change as propaganda to, to pass authoritarian policies and dictating the control of people's lives. Europe good. is not Good, good. right now. <laughs> China never is, mind. She, China is, is even worse. Um, I, saw a, <laughs> I, I saw a video the other day of a lady trying to buy groceries and she couldn't because the CCP or the Nationalist, uh, the, the, the Communist Party in China, uh, f- froze her bank account because they just can because they have digital currencies and it's all oh a social digital ID program that's scary no, i don't like to get down the rabbit hole too much on this because it's not a pretty it's a very doomsday but, but
0: thank you for educating me because yeah, i'm like no, absolutely well I china mean, does this right but then they it's fucked so then it's like as far as netherlands it, does this right because they have social cannabis mm-hmm. consumption mm-hmm. and they know how to do that well but then they're fucked
1: but the netherlands also it's not legalized there it's just decriminalized. So you have a bunch of people that have coffee shops and they illegally bring in pounds of lead and sell it through their coffee shop. And then whenever the regulars want to come by and bust them, they have to clear out their shop and get fined. Oh, yeah. It's what? still... What? I did not know this. So if we get down to like legal, the decriminalization part of it. And that's why I don't like decriminalization. Why I support full legalization because decriminalization yeah. isn't free. It's just saying you won't get federally penalized for it.
0: Oh my god.
1: So um the whole world is the way the world is right now. There's really everything's not everything's fucked great in one places, way or another. But this is what happens when you have people across the seas telling other people across the seas what to do. In every which way from Asia to Europe to Africa to the Middle East to the United States to and Canada down to Latin America, you know. Why
0: can't everyone just mind their own goddamn business?
1: <laughs> Cuz that's not how that's how globalists work, unfortunately. But that's the thing. Local will always trump global, though. So as long as you have the ability. This tastes amazing, like by that? the way. Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite one out of all. It's a drop cherry. Wow.
0: I'm just, like, sucking it down.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. Good, good, good.
0: But sorry. No, no, I'm no. A,
1: local will always be global. Yeah. It, we have so much more power yeah. as as local individuals with, with our, our towns and our cities and our yeah. states. Yeah. Then the globalists have control over us. You know, there's more power here than there is someone across the seas trying to tell us what to do. Even though social media is very strong, right? You know, it's all it's all a very powerful vehicle. But like, grow your own food, grow your own weed. Like, yeah, I, I, build I want a farm
0: of, so bad. <laughs> build
1: build networks of people. Yes, you know, network with people. Like, befriend your neighbors. Befriend your your group. Yes. Get a tight group because it's only going to get harder as as we get further down the road with the society yes and lone wolves do fine during the summer but lone lone wolves die during the winter yeah you know so and
0: yeah if there's any ever type of like like you were saying like tyranny or apocalypse the only way that you will survive is literally having networks of people that you can rely upon right like oh i have water can you trade me for your food yeah we'll work, you know we're working symbiotically yeah.
1: that's why that's why i think we said, talked about this last time how the canvas is so amazing because it per, it promotes community yes it promotes sharing it promotes <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> us developing a local network with each other and communing and laughing and having a good time with one another and i think that's that's the big takeaway of life like everybody's so caught yes. up with like I love big that. flashy things but at the end of the day it's who you it's who you laugh with it's who you uh, share dinner with it's yes. that, and that's what matters and I think if we can all just have that mindset or start developing uh, 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 conditioning that mindset within ourselves I think life's going to get better for us
0: oh, so true you know, So uh, that's like a perfect way to end it too <laughs> um, yeah and we're approaching our time limit so beautiful thank you so much no, th- Tim thank you for having me uh,
1: blast as always
0: You're amazing and (laughs) happy fucking birthday. Thank you. I hope this was a nice little way to say it. It
1: was and happy early birthday to you. Thank you. Yes. We're Scorpio Scorpio twins. Scorpio (laughs) fans. Yep.
0: And this weed is incredible and it just goes to show everything you're saying is so true. Awesome. why carbon nutrients are the best yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so can people still buy cultured or not currently not currently we're okay.
1: we're restructuring we're in the process of switching things around so stay tuned um you know we're, we're still figuring it out the economy isn't doing us any favors yeah so we're hoping to um i don't know we're hoping to figure it out sometime next year
0: yeah totally Yeah. Well, it's a pleasure. And you you can find him, I guess, now on the Adam Dunn show. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm on the Adam Dunn show. I'll be popping around different podcasts and whatnot. I love that.
0: You're epic. Once again, you're a renaissance man. (laughs) Thank you. I I love it. it. Well, thank you again. Mm -hmm. And thanks, y'all, for tuning in. And as always, stay high.